Pat McAfee he- heading to ESPN, and a lot of people are are upset. A lot of people are upset. And the question is, was it a good move for Pat? Was it a good move for the show? A lot of people say no. A lot of people say no. Uh, we're going to break it down. We're going to also get your input, get your opinions, take your phone calls. But Pat McAfee, the question is, everybody's saying he sold out. He sold out. Did he sell out? Did he sell out? And uh, I'm curious to know what you all think. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now. From the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, everybody? This is a hot topic right now. A lot of people are very, very upset right now because ESPN got their grips on on one of the, the bigger stories and, and awesome climbs in the history of sports, independent sports journalism and and just you know show creation. Um, Pat McAfee paving a lot of ways for a lot of content creators. And this guy was an absolute uh, legend to everyone. Until this moment right now where it seems like there's a divide where you either hate this move and you hate Pat McAfee's decision. You kind of hate Pat McAfee right now. Or you understand and you kind of still think it'll be okay. There's no real middle ground. You know, everybody DMing me left and right. He sold out. He's a, I'm never watching that show again. Other people were like, I would have done it. You know, like that's the thing is nobody really knows what they would do. Unless they were in this situation. The only thing that I would say off the top of my dome. If I was to try and break this down. uh, uh, Jose says Pat McAfee sold out. He definitely sold out. It's just a matter of how, what does that mean? You know, because he did sell out. He, you know, he did sell out. He sold to make a whole bunch of money. But my question would be, my first initial thought off the top of the dome. Is that, and and let me put all these, these pieces of news on screen and let me. Let me find the one that I'm trying to find. Here, here's the one that kind of is the most uh, crucial point to me to discuss. Is that McAfee, 36 years old, is in his second year of his four-year, $120 million contract with FanDuel. According to uh, this report right here. I believe this might be The Athletic. I mean, the dude was making bank. And, and, it's, and, and according to the, the reports that I could... I could find one says 10 million. This one right here says, uh, I I believe this might've been from CBS sports. I'm not sure. In addition to being paid a rumor of 15 million annually, ESPN will take on more of the shows behind the scenes operations and duties and drastically expand McAfee's overall audience. So my question would be, and we've heard that FanDuel who has this kind of exclusivity, non-exclusivity, but big contract with Pat, is kind of been like, they're understanding, they've been a very understanding partner, according to Pat. But how does this work with this deal? Like, how how does FanDuel stay a part of this deal? We don't know. We'll probably find some of those details out. But this $120 million deal, I don't know what the length of the contract is for Pat, but even if it's 15 mil for four years... Like, I don't understand what was needed here. Like, I'm sure FanDuel would have come back in and said, hey, we'll kick we'll kick in another 100 mil. Like, I don't really understand why he did this because he wasn't in a position of need. 
that's the only part that I would, I would come out here and say, I, I, it's not that I want to come out and be negative toward Pat and say he's a sellout or in the way that people are saying it. But did he sell out? Yeah, I mean, he did sell out to the, the, the in terms of what that really means. He sold out. He went to ESPN. But why did he do it? He just signed a $120 million deal, had more money than he's ever going to need. Not saying that you, in his position, don't try and build more and more and more and, and get bigger and bigger. But why did he do this when he got such a massive contract he was in the middle of? With FanDuel and FanDuel would have kicked him whatever he wanted. I I just don't know what the objective would be when you're making this kind of money. You're giving away millions. And, and look, we all need to give Pat McAfee his flowers for being a giving individual. And everybody just needs to stop. You know the character shots on him are not uh, deserving. This guy's giving away millions and millions of dollars to everybody in his community. So let's let's dial back the hatred and negative negative talk toward his character you want to talk about his business decisions selling out as a businessman whatever you know that that's your that's totally understandable to be upset the espn that tends to kind of dilute and and uh and diminish everything you know in terms of uh, uh the way they get their hands on stuff and then, then we got some other stuff we'll talk about in a second in terms of job layoffs and and how this happened in the midst of all this which is weird but mcafee what 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 could he have what could he have gained from this? I don't really know. I'm trying to rack my brain and say why would you do this to your fan base who has been telling you don't do it in massive droves. Don't do it. Don't do it. We love you. Ninety five percent approval rating probably. If I had to say, he probably has a ninety five. I would say he had a ninety five percent approval rating. Across his fan base. It was crazy. It was crazy. His fan base loves him. Now his fan base is probably 50-50. 50-50. I'm not saying those 50% won't swing back around and, and currently watch him. Um, but this this is cr- this is crazy that he didn't go down the other avenue, which was probably getting something similar to this from FanDuel or someone else just to stay in his own lane. And continue to do what he's been doing and stay away from the ESPNs. It's kind of it's kind of head scratching to me from a businessman's perspective. Looking like at my show, like look, everybody out here can call him a sellout and say they wouldn't do this if someone handed you ten million, fifteen million a year on a four year guaranteed deal. You probably do whatever. You know what I'm saying? So like we need to understand that the problem is my business mind, my business hat that I have on right now is not comprehending why he didn't continue to go down an avenue where his 95% of or 100% of his fan base wanted him to go down with a massive amount of likability across his fan base that is astronomically different than any other show, period. They loved him. They loved him. Why would you go down this road when this number right here isn't blowing away the numbers he could have continued to get and probably could have re-upped. And I'm sure there was discussions and negotiations like, hey, let's just, you can keep doing what you're doing. When he negotiated this $120 million deal with FanDuel and they had no control over anything, they just gave him $120 million and said, let us be a, a non-exclusive, which was a weird contract. Like why they went non-exclusive is beyond me. Non-exclusive, very loose-based. Hey, just keep us involved. Keep us involved. 
You know, that was that was the sense we got from this $120 million FanDuel contract two years ago. Why Pat would ex- wouldn't explore going down that avenue, maybe maybe an exclusive, not no control, maybe an exclusive fan deal. Give us kick us another hundred million. He could have got this in his, his current situation. Now I know he just had a child. Look, change change like that can make you do weird things. I'm not saying he didn't think this through. I'm not saying he didn't want to do this two years ago, but kind of crazy this ESPN situation, given how much negativity ESPN's already injected into a situation, how they wouldn't allow people to go on a show, how they kind of put him off in the corner and said, this guy right here, maybe he'll go away. Let's ignore him. And then he goes over to ESPN. And and so it, it, it's head scratching to me. Someone can say he sold out for the money, but he didn't sell out for the money, people. He could have got that money from FanDuel. He was getting that money from FanDuel. I got to think FanDuel's not paying him any longer. I don't know the, the answer to this, but you got you to think to yourself that this isn't continuing in its current form. And you got to think to yourself that FanDuel would have said, yo, Pat, 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 don't go over to ESPN. What if we just, what if we kick you another 100 mil? You got to think that whatever he's getting annually here, 15, like, guys, 15 million a year. We'd all love to get 15 million a year. I'm not, I'm not balking at the number 15 million from a general sense, but 120 million four-year deal, 15 million annually. And I'm sure they do other things. Who knows what the full extent of the contract is or what, what ends up happening. But you're telling me that FanDuel, who just dropped $120 million on a four-year deal that has no exclusivity to it at all, it's just handing Pat McAfee $120 million, essentially. They put a little sign-up in the corner of the office, <laughs> like by, by the basketball court. It says, FanDuel, FanDuel this way. FanDuel Bathrooms. We sponsor the bathrooms. FanDuel Bathrooms. You got to take a leak? Go to the FanDuel Porta Potty uh, outside of the facility there. That's all it felt like when he announced this FanDuel deal. They're like, we got $120 million for four years. What do we got to do? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. And you're telling me that this company, FanDuel, or whoever, wouldn't have offered Pat McAfee. 15 mil a year to keep things the way it was. Maybe throw a little exclusivity in there. Maybe say, hey, just for the next two remaining two years of the four-year deal. Maybe nothing new. The next two years of the four-year deal. Keep us exclusive. We'll kick you another 15 mil a year. You're telling me that this discussion didn't happen. So my question my question is this. Um, I think it's 15 mil salary versus 30 mil a year from FanDuel. Uh, yeah, but they, they gave him... They gave him 120, and what I'm saying, uh, Gray, and I appreciate you being here, Greg. What I'm saying is, th- this was probably they were probably talking to Pat about not going this direction. What I'm saying is, how does FanDuel not? How does Pat not say to FanDuel, "Kick me another 10 mil, 15 mil a year, and we'll keep we'll we'll, we'll knock this thing up to an exclusive remaining two-year deal." That's what I'm saying. This was it. Just doesn't make sense. This doesn't. This number. As big as it is to all of us peons out here, they couldn't dream of getting 15 million a year. Uh, as big as this number is, this number doesn't compute. This number doesn't compute for taking your fan base down a, a road they don't want to go. And so, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's crazy. And yeah, they are going to run concurrent in a sense. 
the show's staying on YouTube, but it's going on ESPN's YouTube, as far as I know. I don't know what's happening to Pat McAfee's YouTube channel. I don't really know how that's all going to work, but it's crazy. Um, again, I, I'm not going to sit here and call badmouth Pat McAfee for making a decision that I think about 80% of you, no, 100% of you <laughs> would make in a heartbeat. You know you would. It, but but in his situation maybe you wouldn't that's my that's my thing that's my that's my hang up here this this fan duel situation was was still in motion i don't even get i don't even get why he wouldn't go down that route the show will air live on weekdays on espn espn plus and espn uh espn's youtube channel beginning this fall uh it will be get up first take then the pat McAfee program according to pat um that's this right there this right here is another piece. Pat McAfee show will air weekdays simultaneously, time, simultaneously on ESPN, ESPN Plus, ESPN's YouTube channel. Okay, I mean, that's that's all the same information. This right here was kind of a, a, an interesting note that the move comes amid mass layoffs at ESPN. Um, the uh, parent company, Disney, that are also impacting the sports network. Disney CEO announced in February... The entertainment giant would cut 7,000 jobs. So this comes at, uh, in the middle of all that. And you got to wonder, like, what, what's that mean? What's that mean? 15, it's crazy. It's crazy. Ron Navy dropping a, a super chat. Please don't include me in your 100%. Well, I, I, I'd love to see the person that, that shoots down $15 million a year. But, Ron, I... I agree, and that's my whole point of my rant, is in his situation, he didn't need to do this. He didn't need to do this. He didn't. He shouldn't have done this in his situation. He could have explored and gone down other avenues that would have got him into the, to the same place but kept his independence. I think what it is, if I had to guess using the psychology degree that your boy does have, I would say that he wants to step back. I would say this guy's probably in a situation where maybe he's he's burned out and he's like, I can't manage all of this anymore. I want someone to buy me out and I wanted to show up, walk in the door, do a show, walk out the door, not answer my phone. So I, I, I think that's what the one thing people need to understand that when you do something like I do, like he does, especially what he does on an even grander scale, there's a lot that goes into it. So if anybody's going to say this is the worst move ever for him and there's no there's no reason why he should have done it, you do need to factor in that perspective that nobody's going to really understand unless you're a content creator that so much goes into this like you guys you guys probably have no idea like you could guess you could probably assume but you guys probably have no idea how much work goes into this show and brand like to a degree that no one could ever know it's not anyone's fault it's not your fault you don't know but you couldn't possibly know you it, it, it and especially his show you're literally breathing it every single minute of your waking life and even when you're asleep you're 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 dealing with it you're being woken up you have you sleep very little and and so you you got to understand that 
if he is burning out because he's been going so hard for a while. And remember, he was doing this before he became big. He was trying to get this thing going. You got to understand that if this man does want to just show up, not deal with really anything, and just leave and go home and get paid $15 million a year, it's an under, understandable thing. The problem is he's still very young. He shouldn't be that burned out yet. Because it, I know it's an emotional roller coaster running a show and a brand and all that, but he's he is definitely a negative direction. Like if he wanted to survive for a while without any sort of uh, dissolving of his brand, like if 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 his goal is to be doing this for fifteen years, he shouldn't have done this. If he's literally like okay. I'm going to do this for two, one, two, three, four more years, and then I'm retiring early, and that's all I want to do. Then then it's understandable why he's taking this direction because he's not... It's kind of like somebody making a dynasty trade that is good for the now but not good for the future because you know that owner's walking away from the league in like three years. That's what it feels like to me. If I had to come in here and say... If I had to come in here and say what is really going on behind this... Um, Smitty, you'd roll if ESPN called you, right? That's the thing is like you, you want, I never lie to you guys. You want me to, uh, my honest opinion is I would never, I would never want to work for somebody again. I, I don't want to work for anybody else. I don't want to work for anybody else. If I was at the point where I had, and I don't feel this way. I feel like I've got 10, 15, 20 years left of trying to do this thing. If I was at the point where I was in my twilight years, I felt four years left, five years left, and somebody came to me like ESPN and said, hey, we'll give you 15 mil a year for the final four years of what you're doing. That's what I'm, I'm saying is I don't know if that's where Pat's at. If he's at the, the, the I'm burned out, I've got more money from FanDuel that I can, I can ever spend. And I'm pretty much getting to a point where if I keep going, running this business by myself, you know, essentially, and doing this from this perspective, I'm going to burn out in two years. Whereas if I do this, come to, to come to work, let ESPN handle production or whatever, and I can go four or five years. That's all I'm trying to say. That's kind of where I think he's kind of at. Can I answer the question if ESPN came to me and offered me 50, 15 million a year? To go to ESPN. Can I honestly sit here with a straight face. And tell you guys I wouldn't go. That's 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 ridiculous. To pretend that I wouldn't take. 15 million dollars per year. To go so. But the, the difference between me and Pat. And I'm not going to get that. So relax out there okay Ron. Before you, you send your next super chat. With an angry face. If ESPN came and offered me. 15 million dollars a year. On a guaranteed four year deal. Ron I'm sorry. It would say the fantasy football show by ESPN. I'm just being real with you guys. No one's offering me 15 million a year. I'm not going anywhere. Okay, so relax. But I'm just being real. I don't want to lie to you. I, I'm always honest with you. 15 million dollars a year is something I'm not going to see. If I do, it'll be great. But let me tell you something. Given given what I'm building here, given what we're building here, given what's a likely scenario to happen and come to our doorstep and you never know you never know what you're going to become 
this thing could get so big, people could, somebody could come and say, I don't care how big you are, I love the way you roll, Smitty, I want to bring you over to ESPN, we're going to offer you a, a, a $500,000, uh, you know, sell out, whatever, I'm not going to go to ESPN, I'm not going to go to ESPN because I don't want to work for another person. I don't want to work for ESPN. I don't want to work for anybody. I don't want to work for anybody. If someone came to me and said, you no longer have to work again, go do this for four years. That's different in every single one of you out there. I don't even want to, I don't even want to, I don't even want to hear it. Every single one of you out there, someone said four years of work talking about sports. I'll give you. I'll give you $60 million. I'll give you $60 million if you come talk just three hours a day, one hour of you know prep and end, end time combined. So four-hour shift, five days a week, $60 million for four years. Get out of here. The problem is, the reason we're talking about this is Pat didn't need to do this. Pat's $15 million a year. He, he's getting this route. Not to mention he could have got whatever's extra that we're not ca- accounting for. Whatever he said that I haven't even seen uh, a certain part of it. He could have went to FanDuel and got it bumped up. He could have went to FanDuel or somewhere else or whatever and said, Hey, look, ESPN's trying to pull me in. What if we what if we focus on you a little more here at the, at the Pat McAfee show and we make FanDuel a little more special little piece of the show? Kick in another 15 mil. Keep me independent. I don't want to go to ESPN. That's the only part I don't understand. But the only explanation is that he doesn't want to do it anymore. That I'm telling you, as a content creator, the only thing that makes sense is that he doesn't want to do it anymore from the grand scale. He's burned out and he wants someone to take over and he just wants to get paid on the way out. That's my that's my assessment. That's my prediction here. That's what I think is truly going on because none of it else none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. Money isn't everything. Principle trumps money. Yeah, I I, I get you, Ron, but 15 mil times 4 is something that I think maybe Ron Ron maybe you wouldn't do that and that's a look, if you wouldn't do that. If there's someone in here, and Ron's one of them, if there's someone in here that 15 mil is not moving the needle for you per year for four years, then, then. I I appreciate that. I I wish I was that man. The thing is, Ron, no one's coming knocking at my door for 15 mil a year. Okay. And like I said, if someone said, hey, Smitty, I'll give you a very handsome, very handsome yearly salary. Let's call it. Let's call it 200000 a year to come work over here at ESPN. You got to get on a plane and fly here on the weekends. and put. I would say no. That's my point. I don't want to do that. I don't want to work for somebody. My goal is not to sell this thing. My goal is to get this thing so big that we are bigger than ESPN. Now, probably not going to happen right now at this moment in time, given Pat McAfee, despite people jumping ship over there, people are going to flood over to ESPN and subscribe to watch Pat McAfee. Whether they're mad at him or not, they're going to. And so ESPN is going to grow in numbers. But do I feel like if we expanded here on the Fantasy Football Show, if we expanded... uh, Denny, call in. Denny, if you're out there, call in. If we expanded to cover sports, which I, I have full intention of doing it at some point, could we be... 
Could we be bigger than an ESPN? Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't think a content creator, you wouldn't be doing this as much as I do it if you didn't think you could become that big. Million subscribers at least. Like, let's just call it a million subscriber YouTube channel. That's all I need. I don't need, I don't need anything bigger than that. I, I don't want to, I don't want to compromise enjoying what I do, which I do. I enjoy what I do so much to work for, uh, for work for the man, be told what to do have a limited show you know have it scaled down have it i don't want any of that i don't want any of that and that that's why nobody could nobody's gonna come to me and sway me because no one's coming to me and offering me 15 million dollars a year if they did everybody but ron in here would be very tempted to go over and do that but mcafee wasn't that person because he was getting the money somewhere else it doesn't really make sense to me I, i'm telling you i think he just i don't think he had it in him to continue at the rate he's going. I don't think he did. Uh I live with within my means when we be, when BB4 yeah, when Ron wins BB4, we're all going to be living large. Ron's going to Ron's going to swoop in here and try to be ESPN. He's going to say, "I'm going to I'm going to buy Smitty out." <laughs> Ron's going Ron's going to try and buy me out when he wins BB4 and he's going to call in and tell me what to do. That's what he's going to try and do. Um, Jake says, it's the time factor with the newborn. Show's still dead now. Like everything at Dis- the Disney touches, it, it probably is going to be on the downhill for sure. I mean, that's no doubt. That's that's. There's no doubt about that. Travis Rowe with a $5 hauler. Someone who claims to be a man of the people, loyal to his fans, this is completely opposite. Uh, there was plenty of money elsewhere. He had all of, of the leverage. I agree, and that's kind of what I've, I've been explaining for like 50. I agree, Travis. We're on the same page here. I just don't think he was in a position of need. He wasn't in a position of need. And if he was, which he wasn't, but if he was, he could have easily replaced this $15 million per year on the same avenue he was on. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense whatsoever. To, to do this. It doesn't. It makes sense if you weren't getting $15 million a year. If, let's say, the FanDuel money dried up. Let's say FanDuel, none of these places were coming to offer him anything anymore. It doesn't make sense, given those avenues were still there, to explore and do what he did. It just doesn't. It feels like a big mistake for him. It, it's not something that jives with what he's got going on and what he needs. He doesn't need this. He doesn't need this deal. Everyone keeps saying money talks. This isn't money talking. Money's not talking here. It, it's not talking. I I don't I don't agree that he needed it. He could have easily got it in another way. McAfee is literally the only good ESPN asset now. First take. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like a lot of what ESPN's got going on. McAfee is going to be a brand, not a show. This kind of reminds you of like when Elvis. Doesn't this kind of remind you of Elvis? Bigger than life, McAfee, bigger than life in the sports world. Uh, going on when Elvis went on all those. I don't know anybody watched the Elvis movie? But when he went on all the uh, the Christmas song tours. <laughs> That's what this feels like. It feels like McAfee's going on a Christmas song tour. And he doesn't want to be singing Christmas songs. He wants to be talking sports. But ESPN's going to have him singing Christmas carols. 
Uh, and he's going to be just sitting there depressed with his head down going, what am I doing? What am I doing? We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll see if his show changes. Um, we'll see what happens. I think, says the, the Favre situation opened his eyes. He wants to use ESPN's market uh, to market his brand. Let's be let's let's be honest. ESPN is everywhere. I mean, Dante, you you might have a a, a case, I guess, to to make there that he is going to be in more eyes, even though he pissed off a lot of his fan base. Maybe in a couple of years he branches back out, and this is some sort of like you know rebirth party, and and people flood back in, and you know he he announces we're back. Maybe he tucks his YouTube channel away. And his YouTube channel is not a part of this acquisition of any kind. And he just keeps it dormant for a while. And then when he's ready to bounce back, he just launches the the channel again or opens it back up. Uh, What's up, George from the Bay? It's it's a pretty interesting topic, though. And I know a lot of people are going to be against Pat. And I'm not saying that I'm not. I I think it's a bad move. I think knowing everything that I know about it, and I don't know all the details, obviously, it's not a good move for him. It's not. It's a bad move for him. It is selling out in a way. It for sure is. Um... Is selling out always a bad thing? It depends on your perspective. Did he need to sell out? He did not. He did not. There was no need for this deal. There was zero need in my mind for this deal. I think he ha- him having a baby, him being very stressed out. I don't know if anybody's watched him talk about this. His eyes are like this. He, he, he can't even open his eyes. He's realizing that you don't sleep when you're a father, uh, uh, when you have a newborn. And he's like this. He's like, guys, uh, welcome to the Pat McAfee show. I'm currently sleeping right at this moment. You have no idea. I've fallen asleep twice since I've started talking. Any new dad knows that feeling of where you actually fall asleep in the middle of talking. I, I, I Sometimes that's happened to me. I mean, I, I don't sleep a lot as it is. But like in the middle of talking, I'll literally be... Hey, I might. I think I might have just fallen asleep for a millisecond during that whole speech right there. I've done a late night mock draft where I've literally felt like I fell asleep in the middle of talking. I'm like, yeah. And so, you know, Alvin Kamara is really just, uh, oh my, oh my God, I was asleep, like, asleep at the wheel. Vampy in the house. Appreciate Vampy. Um, does anybody feel like? Does anybody agree with me on this that it feels a lot like Elvis? <laughs> it just it does. It feels a lot like Elvis. Elvis doing those Christmas songs. He did he didn't want to do them. Elvis didn't want to do those Christmas songs. The Colonel the Colonel made Elvis do so many Christmas songs. Elvis was gonna burst. And part of that's what was his demise and downfall. Once you lose trust of the fan base, it won't come back. I agree, Ron. It's gonna be a rough road. I this only I think my explanation's spot on. I think it's spot on. He is burned out and he wants somebody else to run production. He wants somebody else to take over. He wants somebody else to be uh, in charge. And at the cost of the fan base, he may have miscalculated and didn't realize the fan base would be this crazy. He thought maybe there'd be a 25% pushback and a lot of people would just say, we'll see how it goes. But he definitely miscalculated this. He definitely miscalculated his fan base's reaction. They are livid. And you can tell he's pissed off about it. And I don't blame him. But at the same time, Uh, It's crazy. Smitty, you tuck me in after I give my son his bottle. You tuck him in, then I tuck you in. That's my job. That's my job. And guess what? No one's coming offering me $15 million a year for four four years straight. So I'm probably not going anywhere, bro. I'm probably not going anywhere, which is good. At the end end of the day, it's good. I don't want to work for anybody. I don't want to work for anybody. Um, Nobody's coming and offering me. A $15 million salary. And if I had another avenue. Like Pat did. 
to get that exact same money, if not more, to stay independent, I would have. I would. I will. Like, that. that's the whole thing. I will. There's no way I want to go over to a... I don't want to work for anybody. I And Pat maybe felt like that. Here's the problem. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm Pat McAfee at all. I've gone where Pat's going. I've, I've, look, I had a brand. I had a brand. Early on in my career, I did sell. I did sell to allow myself more time to create. This is back in the radio days, back in the, you know, just content days. And it was the worst mistake I made at that time in my life. Everything happens for a reason. But, but I absolutely feel like, if I could have gone, if I could go back, and I don't know, maybe I wouldn't be where I'm at right now and all that, so I, I don't regret anything in that sense. But like when you're, he hasn't. This is his first big thing, and it was big, and he did amazing. He might think this is what he wants because five, seven years ago when he had nothing, you know, or ten years ago when he had nothing from this. Of course, he had a good football career. I'm not saying that, but he probably had an objective in his mind. To get ESPN to finally accept him. To get ESPN to finally uh, uh, bring him in. And and this was him, like, I think defeating that whole, like, desire. And I think once he's there for two years or a year, he's going to regret it. He's going to regret it. It feels like something that he will regret. I think he's had his mind set on this for a while, like, down deep. Because he probably... He probably wanted to prove he could do it. And he probably feels like ESPN wanting to bring him in as the validation. The thing is, he probably should have left it at the validation part and said, you know what? I am bigger than you guys. Like, Pat is bigger. Like, I know ESPN's a multi-billion dollar industry. I'm not saying financially, but his reach is essentially bigger than ESPN. His reach is bigger than ESPN. I don't really know why he wouldn't have banked on himself unless he was burned out which i think he is that's the reasoning why he's doing this it's not because it makes sense it doesn't make sense he he had so many other avenues to go down but it's crazy to me that he doesn't realize that he's still growing and if he didn't want to retire which is what i believe he's inching toward i think he's sitting sitting here and it might be just a midlife crisis thing because of the baby a baby I don't know how many of you have had a newborn baby recently, but when you have a newborn baby, you you go through a little midlife crisis moment in the middle of, of all that. So I don't know if he has this weird little midlife crisis situation that's going to make him say, I think I do want out. I think it's just like, give me four years and then I'm out and then I'm going to duck out and retire. Maybe that's in his nature to do that. Maybe it's not. I can't retire. I, I want to work till I pass out and never wake up again. That's just my nature. But I and I don't know if that's his nature. It doesn't feel like it because if it if it if he wanted to do this till the end of time, if he wasn't getting burned out, I think he would have the vision to say, ESPN's obvious obviously got multi billion. They're a multi billion dollar company. Disney, ESPN, all of this is they're a multi billion. There is billions and billions versus millions. There's not even a comparison as to who's a, a bigger financial operation. I'm not saying that, but. Given that Pat McAfee had more reach than ESPN, he had more reach than ESPN. It's weird that ESPN's acquiring him. And if he wasn't it for the long, long, long haul, which he's clearly not, or he wouldn't do this. This is the tell. He's telling us. 
if he was in it for the long haul, he would be a visionary with this and say, my being bigger than ESPN, my reach is bigger than ESPN, will eventually in four or five years get me into a position where I buy ESPN. ESPN doesn't buy me. Like, and he could literally separate ESPN from Disney and acquire ESPN and become ESPN in a way that people would maybe support. The fact that he doesn't see that vision, and maybe he sees it, but he doesn't want it. The fact that he doesn't see it or doesn't want it tells me he's probably burned out and doesn't feel in this moment of time he might regret it and get his, his once his midlife crisis is over, having a child, he might regret it and say, man, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. And like Ron said, and Ron just called in, he's live. The, there's, there might be damage you can't reverse if you do want to head back in that direction, but we'll see. There's, there's, there's definitely two sides of the story. I know Ron, yours is sell out, sell out, sell out. I got Mike in here saying sell out, sell a lot of you, 50% or more of his fan base is saying sell out right now. I get it. It, it, I started off by saying he sold out for sure, but why did he sell out Ron? What I, I know you're against the move. I, 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 we definitely know that. No, here, here's the thing. I'm going to speak about it logically, but uh, uh, Silver said this in there too. Uh, from ESPN's point of view, if we can't beat them, we'll buy them, and that's exactly what ESPN did. Yeah, Silver was spot on with that comment. Yeah, but here's the thing: in 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 our in our, in the world that we live in today, the majority of the people are sick and tired of. Of all the fakeness from these corporations, from these businesses, from these news people, from everything. So they're looking for alternate sources to watch. And McAfee was one of those alternate sources, just like you're one of the alternate sources. He was somewhere where we could come and go and get away from all that corporate crap out there that they're trying to shove down our throats every single day from all over the place. People are tired of it. Look at Bud Light. They thought they were smart, right? Well, guess what? They're tanking. Disney thought they were smart. Guess what? Disney's tanking. ESPN's laying off people by the droves. They're tanking. So so now you look at his fan base that he's grown, and people, yeah, are pissed off because Absolutely. he was the one outsider that, that people looked at, and now he's going to be under that label of ESPN of majority of the people despise because if ESPN had a strong audience, they wouldn't be um, laying off droves and droves of people. ESPN is hurting because they went woke. So let me ask you this Disney question. It's hurting because they went. Let woke. me ask you this question because I yeah, now I get we all agree on that. We all agree. Like there's no there's no need to even like, and I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying for anybody oh. anybody out there in the chat, there's no reason to even debate that he sold out. He sold out for a hundred percent. But why did he sell out? What do you think he sold out? Do you think I'm correct that he's burned out on running an operation all by himself? And he said, you know what? I've got this kid, brand new kid. And this happens right when he has his newborn baby. There's no there's no coincidence there. I think, and I don't know if you agree, that he just is at potentially a point where he's like, I'm already burned out on this thing. And maybe, maybe I get four years and I walk away. I just walk away, I retire, maybe yeah. I buy properties, maybe I buy this, maybe I invest in this and, and do something from a real top level, maybe he gets involved in something, you know, and, and I'm sure he's not going to just walk away and not do anything, but I I don't, I don't see how, I don't see how there's any other explanation, Ron, than he is burned yeah. out. 
because why else would he, he walk away know, from the the reach he had? One, he doesn't know his fan base, which he should know his fan base. You know your fan base. You know us very well. You know who's who. Who's going to take stances on what? You know your fan base. You know what we like, what we don't like. I mean, for the most part, you know your. He doesn't know his fan base, just like Budweiser didn't know their their fan base because of what they did, and now they're learning. They're paying the consequences, and so he 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 doesn't he doesn't know his fan base, so he's not going to get those fans back. He's going to go over to ESPN. He's not going to. People aren't going to follow him over there by droves and droves and droves because the majority of the people are going to be like tired. He could have went out and found somebody, another relation hope, with, with with a different company. Um, hold, like hold, hold on one second, Ron. Ron, Michael, Michael Zastro, usually one of the most negative people in here constantly, always. Ne- always negativity. I never see Michael coming here with a positive thing. It's always so, He waits, waits, waits like 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 he's preying on something and it comes in with a negative. Okay, now I agree. I don't disagree with something I'm going to put on the screen. He didn't sell out. Stop well, with the clickbait. Michael. Read the room, bro. Read the room. You're in a room full of 99%, 134 people out of the 135. You're the only one that thinks this isn't clickbait. The question of the video is, did he sell out or not? Question mark. So I didn't even take a stance in the title of my video, Michael. Okay. Number two, 99%, every single person in here, probably but you, thinks he sold out it's not a matter of did he sell out there's no clickbait in this video whatsoever michael this is more about why did he sell out is there reasoning behind it for him does it make sense because not for for look not everybody is not going to just walk away from this kind of money it doesn't make him a bad person but what ron's saying is true he didn't he either miscalculated or he doesn't care and he's writing off that things are going to potentially go downhill for him, but he's going to get paid walk away from this thing in three, four years. The whole story, because listening to him, and I know you don't get a lot of chance to listening to him, but after he said that he talked about the big meeting and the, he had to go on stage and and he talked about how he met uh, uh, Serena Williams and he met this person and he met that person and the Kardashians and everything. So I think he's looking also to get in that click of, of, of around fame people um, that that are, uh, you know, celebrities. I think he wants to be in that celebrity and have all those contacts from all these celebrities. I think he, he, he earns for that. I think that's one of his objectives is to be in that click. And, yeah, it's a, it's a big solid. If you go back and listen to his show, watch how he talks about that whole thing and how he was just like – talking to everybody and meeting everybody and he was just like yeah you know troy aikman and all these people he was just like in awe of all these people that 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 disney had there espn slash disney had there at this at this big uh meeting or whatever because they had people coming onto the stage before him and after him and um so i i think the the um the celebrity status is also what he's after. Um, you know, look what he does with wrestling, right? He, he he likes to be involved in wrestling. He has been in WrestleMania and all that. So he's looking for that celebrity status. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that, 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 that,
he that, had it according to his fans, but he's looking for more. Well, like I said, he's still he's still young, you know. Like even though he, you know, he, he's he def- thirty something. Yeah, it's still he's still young. He this is his first big thing, and he made he smashed it. He hit it out of the park. But but when you create a business, and and you get to a certain point where you never thought you'd get there, you had self doubt about even getting there. And you literally had to like, and Pat. For people that think Pat just walked straight into this, he struggled for a few a few years trying to build up the channel and and do things. And he was small at one point. There's something that in in I and this is where I defend him a little bit. There's something in you that when you finally do it, there's some sort of like, okay, you've reached the top of the hill, and it's an acknowledgement part for him. And I don't know why he can't see if he does want to continue doing this. This is why I think maybe Pat's smarter than we're giving him credit. And it's not that he is not smart enough to see that the thing's going to tank a little bit. It's that he doesn't care because he's accomplished what he's wanted to accomplish. He's made all the money he wants to make. And he does want to step away from everything. He's tired of sports. He's been in sports his entire life. you know. So like maybe he's more burned out on sports than... Than, than people you know really understand. Maybe he wants to walk away. If he doesn't want to walk away three or four years from now, and he isn't just taking his you know his his nice little you know check and and kind of kicking back for four years, I don't really know. I really don't know what he's thinking though, in, unless he's just having a midlife crisis, having a baby's messing with him because it does. Like like anybody has had a, a newborn, you literally it's uh, your life changes. Some of the most stressful things you could ever do, get a divorce, get married, move, have a baby, uh, or death in the family. Like those are like the big five. And when you have one of those, it can screw you up mentally. And it, it doesn't mean that it sticks forever. It just means you get, you get knocked around inside your, your noggin and you watch this guy. He looks half asleep. Every show he's doing now, his eyes are barely open. They're like this. He's like, Hey guys. So I just want to tell you what's been happening. What's been happening lately? <laughs> he he's completely You don't sleep yourself. Yeah, but his eyes are closed. But his eyes are closed. My eyes aren't closed. My eyes are I have big eyes, Ron. They're like fishnets. You ought to see when I go running, I ca- I collect bugs in them when I go run. My eyes are big, wide open. His eyes were you couldn't even see his eyeballs. He's like this, Ron. He's like I just want to give you an announcement. Yeah. And, and so I, I, don't, I, wrote a comment, I wrote a comment. I wrote a comment on this thing. I said, "Well, you might as well bring out the Bud Light cans and and put them on your set." <laughs> um, I was just. Uh, I think he really. I think he wants to be part of that celebrity clique. And when you become part of that celebrity clique, whether it's Hollywood or whatever, and you do something they don't like, they ostracize you. So. Uh, uh, I, but I think he wants, hey, he wants hey, maybe hey, yeah, my, uh, maybe to become like actor or get some, maybe maybe you know, do Michael something else. Michael says that. I'm a hater and I always negative, but Smitty has a hundred people in here and attack anyone who has a contrary argument. I don't attack anybody as a contrary argument. I literally, you know, it's so funny when people say that I don't allow other arguments on the channel. Or I don't, uh, that I don't like anybody that has a different argument. Bro, I have an open phone line where people literally call in and debate me all day long. What do you want from me, Michael? 
What what else am I? What else do I have to prove to you that I'm not somebody that needs a bunch of yes men around me? I, I literally have an open phone line where people debate me all the time. Michael, what do you want from me? What more can I do for you to prove that I am not looking for yes men or that this show doesn't allow conflict? What other show allows more con- contrary contrarian arguments? What other show, Michael? The answer is zero. That's why you're here. And you are negative. You're negative a lot. I still appreciate he, you. He sure as heck, we could he clean. Sure as heck doesn't me. You go back and forth, and you don't hold it against me, and I don't hold it I, against I, you. I just don't. I just, our- I just don't understand when someone says that I don't allow, or or uh, uh, allow or let negative or contradicting contradicting opinions on the show. Negative is different than you contradictive. Heard- if you're a con- if you're contradictory, if you have a con- a contrarian standpoint, that's different than being a negative drag on the show. A negative drag is very different. So why don't we why don't we wipe our hands from that, Michael? Start a new relationship right here. Why don't you be positive in here? Uh, let's go over <laughs> let's go over to Isaac real quick. Uh, the Isaac, what's up? All righty. First of all, my daughter, who's four, her name is Cash, Cash Money. She wanted me to call in, but I, of course, have a lot to say anyway. Um, and that's the point, man. That's the difference between a show like this and a Pat McAfee show. He didn't He didn't need to make that move. He didn't. I think that he figured it would be an inevitable move. I think that was his goal the entire time. And then watching the show, he is the show. I'm not saying his team is a bunch of, you know, buffoons, but they're just a bunch of dudes. And he's running it, and I'm certain that he was getting exhausted. And I think that he's just going to let somebody take over, roll into work, spend a few hours, be himself, walk away with the bag. Life is good, you know. I'm not surprised by the reaction of the fans. But to be honest with you, I sat on it a little bit. I was like, you know, what better place than ESPN? It's sports. Everybody goes yeah. to ESPN. If I was you know? to, if I was to defend Pat's decision, like just flip the script, I would just say that not everybody, and and clearly Pat was built for it. You know, I just don't know if he wants to be in that position. Being good at something and wanting to do it are two different things. Just because you're really good at building a business and running a business doesn't mean you want to do it. There are a lot of headaches that go into running a show. And that's what I was trying to say earlier, that everybody can be as negative as they want about it from the spectator seats. And and this goes for Ron, this goes for every for me. When you're in the middle of, of that situation, and mine's a much smaller scale, but it is still a very, very... Like, you guys all don't even know half of what I do all day long. You see me on this, this customer-facing side, but there is so much that goes into... TheFantasyFootballShow.com Get over there, by the way. TheFantasyFootballShow.com There's so much that goes into that. Into the comments. Do you know how many hours a day I spend on comments? I spend more de- more hours per day replying to comments on Instagram, DMs, my Smitty, my, my TheFantasyFootballShow.com one-on-one text line, my YouTube comments, my Discord, my forum, which is on TheFantasyFootballShow.com .com. The forum is back, baby. It's like a, the best message board in fantasy football. It's so amazing. It's for the older guys. Uh, Discord's too young. 
A lot of the older guys, 40 and up, they love the forum. It's a little slower. It's like the Discord, but just a little slower moving. Uh, the the amount of com I spend, no offense to everybody watching. I mean this in a nice way. I do more work just on comments than most of you do at work while you're watching the show all day. Okay? Like, there's so much that goes into it. So, Pat McAfee doesn't comment. Let's just put put it that way. But the the amount of stuff he has to do all day long, it's wearing on a person. So, to defend Pat in one way, to say that if he's just done with all that, he can't handle it, he'll burn out, he'll quit. And he knows he can't do it anymore. And like you said, the Isaac, even though ESPN is the devil to a lot of people, it is the biggest sports name brand out there. And if he's going to survive another four years and walk away, and that's his plan and his mental state, then like it was the move to make for him. It's not going to be a positive move in a lot of ways. It, it, he's going to gain as many new followers as he's going to lose at least because ESPN does have a lot of people that don't watch him. A lot of think about think about where Pat is right now. He's on YouTube. Who watches YouTube? The youth, the young guys, and, and people that have their foothold into, you know, fantasy sports because that's where you had to go to consume it. But but like there are so many people that don't even know how to watch a show on YouTube. Someone like our parents, you know, people that are even a little younger than our parents that watch ESPN and sports all day. They'll be like, "How do you watch the Pat McAfee show?" He's gonna gain a lot, a lot of viewers. I, look, it's it, it's a sellout. It's a sellout move for sure. What's the rationale, reasoning behind it? We don't know. And the bottom line is, there's pros and cons to it for him. For him, there's pros and cons to it for him, and and, and for everybody that loves his show for what it is, it, it it's disappointing. Like it doesn't matter what you what his reasoning is. His reasoning is his reasoning. And like Ron said, maybe he doesn't want to do the show anymore. He wants to go into wrestling and do all these things. And he's like, you know what? Let me make a little bit more. Let me just make a little bit more money. And then I'm going to go do exactly what I've always wanted to do, which was this, this, and this. Maybe it wasn't doing the show, you know, which is crazy to a lot of people watching, but maybe he doesn't love what he does anymore. We don't know. We don't know the answer, but for people that love him, for people that love him, it sucks. Because they loved him partly for this independent reason. And now he's going where he's probably going to be censored. And he, he spent so much time explaining why it was going to be good. And there were so many times where it was a little bit cringeworthy. Because he's like, we can't say the F word now. Which we can't hear. I usually yeah. don't like it here though. Like, So in all, all honesty, not because I don't drop F-bombs all, all the time by myself. You know, or ask Ron. I drop F-bombs all the time when I send him a message. But... It's because of the, the, the negative culture it can create in your chat. If you're like dropping F-bomb after F-bomb and you have people calling and dropping F-bombs, then you start having people that can't watch you while they're at work. Then you have people that can't. So there's a reasoning behind keeping it semi-clean and it has nothing to do with my own vocabulary. It has to do with, you know, that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see, where, we'll, we'll see where the show goes. But You what? I mean... The F bomb, the F bomb. Okay, I can deal with that. But when people call in and leave racist comments, that that's just yeah. Uh, pe- no, that's a no good. Yeah, people are. Uh, some people don't don't get it, man. Um, nobody going. Oh, we got another caller here. Muted Mario. Sorry, Mario. I, I didn't know you were muted. Muted Mario. What's your take on this? You know me. Always muted. Uh, I think this is honestly good for him. Like 
shout out to Pat McAfee, bro. Like, isn't this the goal? Like, he's going to have more freedom. He's going to be able to do, like, his thing on the side. Like, Ron was saying, like, wrestling, you know, whatever, whatever. But, like, I don't know. Shout out to him. Like, for you, Smitty, like, I know you personally, I think you're just going to always stay independent, do your own thing, like, whatever. But if you ever did sign with ESPN, like, I'll just give props to you. Like, more people are going to see your show. You're going to get more exposure. I don't watch the Pat McAfee show all the time, but I watch, you know, Sports Center. My TV's always on ESPN, essentially. So he's just going to gain uh, another concurrent viewer. You know what I mean? Just for yeah, he'll gain. Yeah, he'll gain as many people. But the thing is, he's not gaining it anymore. ESPN's gaining it. Um, true. As true. Silver but, as Silver well, worded it very well. Uh, ESPN bought out the competition, which is crazy because this is what I was going back to. Pat clearly, uh, he either didn't um, care. I, I think he's smart enough. To, and Ron, you said he doesn't know his own audience. I think he does. I think he just, he's at a point, point where he doesn't, that's not his objective right now. So he's willing to sacrifice those amount of people. I think he did think he'd have a little bit more positive reaction than he did. And that, that happens when you're trying to make one of these decisions and you're, you're knee deep into the weeds and you, you think it's going to go a certain way. You think it could go bad, but you didn't think it was going to go this bad. Thank you, Tanner, for becoming a member. Um, but he, he, this is crazy because this is one of those situations where he's bigger than ESPN. He's bigger than ESPN. His reach is way bigger uh, than ESPN's when you look at the, the you know, the, the grand scheme of everything. And his growth is going to, you know, it's gonna be, he's been the, what he's been doing lately, breaking news for the first time, and 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 becoming like a potential source for players to go to to break news. He's got Aaron Rodgers on that kind of steamrolled this whole thing. Who knows where he would have gone to if he had just kept out of another two or three years? He might have become you know how Howard, anybody watch Howard Stern? Howard Stern was always vulgar. Howard Stern was always just it was just the most crazy thing he could do. Stuff that could, you know, never be put on air. That's why he went to Sirius. Over the last couple years, like five, ten years, Howard Stern was going to retire like 15 years ago, and he's still doing it. He's become a great interviewer, and he's become a great place where bands go to do acoustic, you know, live performances, and he's kind of changed his whole thing. His reach to get somebody in and do one of the best interviews around is is uh, easily, the you know, nobody can compete with him. He changed his game because of his exposure and his reach. And Pat McAfee, who knows if two or three years from now, he wouldn't have become some sort of like, not just shock, you know, jock type of sports guy. He would have become a place where we actually go to rely upon breaking news constantly. And it would have maybe changed the whole game for him if he waited two or three years to do this. Uh... The fact that he, the, again, my point is the fact that ESPN has less reach than than McAfee is crazy to me that it's because ESPN owns them and ESPN's buying them for their child that isn't doing their job well and is a lesser entity than Pat, but they have the money to come in, scoop it up and put it there and say, now we've got both of them. It's exactly what Silver said. It's buying the competition, but ESPN by by itself, like Pat Pat's goal should have been, I'm coming to buy ESPN. I'm coming to rip ESPN from Disney 
and make ESPN me, that would have been the move. That would have been, if he had it in him, and I don't think he does, I think that's why he went this route. But does anybody here think that they wouldn't be a fan of that move? Ron, as somebody that hates ESPN for reasons that you hate them, would you be all for Pat McAfee having a vision and saying, I'm going to save up, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, and I'm going to go buy ESPN, ESPN, take it back for the people, and turn it into mine? Would you have been supportive of that move? Because that move sounds like a move for the people. I would have been so excited if he did that. I would have been more excited not for him to buy ESPN, but for him to, to make his own sports network and put it out there. Kind of like Howard Stearns did his own thing. And he went to Sirius when Sirius was start, first getting started. And he helped he helped Sirius. you know. But ESPN, you already said it. Um, that he has a bigger reach than ESPN. So why does he have to go to ESPN? You know, um, that's why I think he doesn't know his fan base because just like what Bud Light did, they they wanted to bring in an alternative audience, right, to their beer, but it backfired on them. And now they're they're going down the tubes. I don't watch ESPN, and, and I got my own reasons. I don't like ESPN. But I did like his show. I liked your show. And yeah, like if show. you were to you go over ESPN, show? I'd probably stop watching your show Thanks, too. Thanks, Ron. Principal. I appreciate the support. You got to know your fans. If I ever. So, Ron, if ESPN came and offered me $100 million, you you wouldn't understand. <laughs> I don't want. Yeah, I understand, but I wouldn't watch you no more. I, I'm not going to go over to ESPN and watch you. I don't believe no. you, Ron. Ron won't follow no. me. Ron, I, Ron, I don't mean to make no, you. Ron, I don't mean to make you feel bad if if you went. Ron, Ron, I don't mean to make you feel bad, but if if ESPN hired you tomorrow, I watch you every day just because I want to see you. Nope. No. It doesn't I would. Platform. I would. I Look, I guys, I watch ESPN. I don't watch ESPN all the time. No, do do I do I think I'm not somebody that can't watch ESPN because I'm just saying I don't watch ESPN. I know, and I don't. I'd watch you. Everybody's free to do what they want to do. I don't care. But I'm just saying from my aspect, Ron. If you Ron, if you became one of the big the what do they call it? What's that one Turk network? The Big Turk or whatever? What's it called? (laughs) That that horrible news show. What's it called? Young Turks. Young Turks. Ron, if you if Young Turks hired you, I hate I would never watch that show and you couldn't catch me watching that show if you pay me. I watch it for you, Ron. If you went to the Young Turks, I watch you on the Young Turks. <laughs> I'd watch you too, uh, Ron. I'd watch it, Ron. I I'd I want to see it. Watch me. I would <laughs> I'd call myself about I wouldn't feel good about myself. <laughs> uh anyway. You know, you know what I'll say though. Can, can I can I explain something to people? Because I'm going to be real with you. I'm always honest. I I, I try and I try to never uh, stray you guys or or try and um you know suggest something that isn't true just for views or something like that's Michael. You want to know Michael Zastro why I took offense to your clickbait? Because I don't do that. I don't do clickbait. I don't do sacrifice my show for this or that. 
every once in a while you you walk a fine line because you know that, that this title is going to get you more views like of course but like i don't I, I don't ever want someone to come to my video and say this isn't what the video said it was going to be i'm out of here i hate i hate that I hate when shows do that. I don't think I did that with this title, Michael. That's why I took so offense to your comment when you said, Stop, Smitty. This is clickbait. How? I posed a question in my YouTube video that 95% of the people in this room are asking, or no, not even asking, telling me Pat McAfee sold out. 90% of the people in my comments are saying that. So how is me posing it as a question in my YouTube video clickbait? That, that offends me, Michael. That offends me. But here's what I was going to say, uh, to be honest with you guys. Okay, so if an ESPN comes to buy out a, a person like me, or like Michael Florio, or like Matthew Berry, I started this industry slightly after Matthew Berry, before Matthew Berry was bought and acquired by ESPN. What happens when you're acquired from ESPN, or acquired from this or acquired from that, but especially ESPN or whoever, is you do get minimized. You don't have the reach you used to have. You don't have any freedom to just go live or have a show. You got your own social media, and you can kind of control that. But you are controlled. You're given this small little show. We didn't see Michael Florio for years. He was acquired by uh, NBC Sports and honestly, he vanished for like five years. I couldn't find him anywhere once he was acquired. Matthew Berry was acquired, was paid probably very well, and he did very well where he went. But you rarely saw him. You rarely saw him. That's why he's happy that he's not there anymore when you see it in his face when he's out doing his thing because he gets to do all the stuff he wants to do. If you're acquired by, a, by a, an ESPN and you love what you do, you will be unhappy but get money. It's a, it's a pro and a con. You either don't get paid enough to be independent and you get lured in by big money and then you aren't happy doing what you want but you're getting paid a lot or you sacrifice, dig your heels in and you get through the, the part where you're not making as much as you want to make or could make to get yourself into a position where you finally are getting what you were going to get paid years ago and you're doing it on your own. It's a tough balance. It's not easy for any content creator. And, and this is just me being real. But if somebody was to sell out for $15 million, whether Ron Navy would follow me and watch me or not, as a content creator, you are subject to that kind of uh, uh, that kind of temptation along the way if it ever does present itself because you're not seeing that kind of money and money does talk. In the case of Pat McAfee, though, he had all the money he could handle and FanDuel and all these other companies would have easily funneled whatever money he's getting from ESPN and they say it's about 15 mil a year. He would have easily got that had he stayed independent. He, it Clearly, he didn't want to be independent anymore. And that's the, the bigger story here. He, he didn't want to be independent anymore. He didn't want to run the ship anymore. And that's just, that's got to be what it comes down to. There's no other explanation. Money doesn't talk in this situation because the money isn't enough comparatively to what he was getting in all these other deals and what he would have got if he called up FanDuel and said, hey, they want to bring me over, kick me 15 more million a year. What do we got to do? Put a banner in the back? Just put a banner in the back? What do we need to do? Do I need to do a FanDuel segment? Do I need to name the phone line? After you guys, do I need to, which by the way, if anybody wants to get the phone line named after their business, call into the show. Call, call, call. 
that spot's wide open if anybody wants to purchase that. Um, Adam, very blessed indeed. You're on. You're you're up, bro. And, and real quickly, real quickly, to sell out is such a tough thing to define because would I sell out my phone line to 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 have somebody buy and purchase? So every time I go, all right, guys, we're hitting the phone lines. We're hitting the Ron Navy phone. Call into the show. <laughs> like, do, is that selling out? It is. I'm selling out my phone line for an ad spot, you know? But but that's that's the nature of everything. It's always just a little bit of, you know, what are you selling out for? What are you getting? You know, having ads on the YouTube channel at all. Some people say, Smitty, I don't watch your show anymore because you have ads. I, I got I got to keep the lights on. Like, there's always parts where you're selling out. It's just a matter of, like... What's the pro and con of this particular part of selling out? What's the pro and con of that? That's life. That's life. You, you can always go ad free on YouTube. You just got to pay for it. You got to go YouTube Prime, and then you don't get ads. Yeah, uh, Pat has grinded since he was in high school, and now you want stress free, and that's what I think it is, Vamp. And I agree with Vamp. Um, I agree with Vampy on that one. And, and I and I don't I don't hate Pat for it, and I don't think Pat's making a mistake if Pat no longer wants to run his business and he's willing to sacrifice the decline of potentially his brand because he's throwing it into another brand. Um, okay, Adam, you're live. Hey, what's up, Sweeney? What's um, up? I always find this kind of stuff interesting because so many people are so heated about different sides of it. And I don't know. I've always been like, kind of. Well, who cares? It's his business. Just because he's in the public eye, that means. I mean, he's doing what he thinks is best for him. From and your, at the end of the day, that's what you can do in life. Yeah, from your perspective of this, I agree with you. But from the fan perspective, who love him, they wait for his show every day, and they're offended by this. Their answer to you is, I'm not worried about Pat's angle, I'm worried about my angle. So, like, it just it just matters what angle you're coming from. From Pat's perspective, I agree with you, 100%. And I don't, I don't hate, like, I like Disney. I, I don't, I don't like Disney's stances sometimes and all that. But, like, do I, do I take my kids to Disneyland? Do I, do my kids watch Disney movies? Do I have Disney because I love Mandalorian? Like, there's some things about Disney that I, I love. Um, do I love the way, things go there and get censored and 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 do i i like some of the messaging and stuff obviously no so for me i'm a very i can separate things i'm not one of those people that if i hear like an actor say something that i completely disagree with i'll never watch their movies again i'm a very very uh things roll off one shoulder and and they don't cling on to the other one and i drag it along constantly like i'm able to i'm able to really compartmentalize that i'm able to draft alvin Kamara. You know, Ron is a different person than me and it doesn't make Ron bad. It doesn't make me bad. Doesn't make me right. Doesn't make Ron right. Doesn't make either of us wrong. Ron's the kind of guy that if someone said something, he would literally never watch you again for the one thing. I'm the kind of person that could be like, ah, oh, that was a dumb thing to say or whatever. We're just two different people. I can draft Alvin Kamara because I can think, okay, this is business. Not to mention, I come from it from a different lens because I'm trying to advise you all how to win and I can't hold on to some sort of like principle about Alvin Kamara when Alvin Kamara can win you a league and I got to tell you about that we got to show how that works so those are different perspectives neither is right or wrong they're just different approaches to you know humanity (laughs) but like from what you're saying Adam yes 
It's his life. He can do what he wants, and kudos to him. And, you know, honestly, I'm going to give him a standing ovation for getting a bag and doing what he did, starting from the ground floor, doing what he did, creating something and paving a way for content creators that was kind of open there and, and available, but he made it, he, he busted the ceiling. And so we all content creators owe him a lot and not a whole lot of negativity right now to say, hey, Pat, you paved the way. And you also showed that you can go from nothing and get bought out by ESPN and get 15 mil a year. The question is, from a fan perspective, it's disappointing. You know, and that I understand because a fan loved that independence and what he brought to the table. And so it's just different points of view. But, you know, I, I get it. With that being said, I, I, I love the show, too. I, I watch it all the time as well. And um, it, it's disappointing because I don't watch ESPN because I just don't like watching ESPN. I, it always feels fake and scripted and they got to watch how they say stuff. And, you know, it's going to suck that he's going on there. But, yeah, um, I mean, Russian I'm, not, I'm not... I'm not I always kind of keep my emotions in check when it comes to stuff like this. Yeah. I try to uh, see, I always, my mom always taught me to, to see perspectives of everyone's perspective. Yeah, it's, your mom's, your mom's smart. Your mom instilled some good, uh, um, you know, some good, good thinking there. So, so yeah, ESPN will dictate what he talks about. Imagine someone telling Smitty what he could talk about. That's what collusion said. Collusion, I appreciate your point of view and, uh, your super chat, especially. Thank you so much. Um, Smitty, if he got a contract with Mike Flo- with Mike Florio on ESPN, wait, wait, Smitty, if he got a contract with Mike Florio on NFL Fantasy, I'm not sure what that means, but Isaac, I, th- I think I know what you're trying to say. Um, and this super chat from Vampy says, a biggest UFC journalist sold out and joined ESPN. A few li- years later, he went back to independent and is as big as ever. I do believe, like Ron said, that there'll be some damage done you can't repair. Maybe. But he's also going to go gain a lot of, like, from, from a marketing perspective and from a building a business perspective, I can say with confidence that what Vampy's saying is correct. If he was to go over to ESPN, which he will, lose a lot of fans, then decide to branch back out four years later... Maybe some of those fans that left won't return. Maybe some of them will. Maybe a majority of everybody crying and complaining is going to go over anyways and watch them because they love the show. And then when he leaves ESPN, he's poaching so many people he didn't have to come follow him. And then what is it? You lose some, you gain some. Is it an even wash? Is it an advantage to him? And so Vampy's right. He could be bigger than ever. And it could be one of those things where like honestly, when I, I like I, I always try and tell you guys my my path, and when I when I've done this for twenty years, when I did sell to to be acquired, and I worked for a company, a, a fantasy, a large fantasy football business, and I wrote for them. I was editor in chief, and I thought it was what I wanted. I was in the in my twenties. I thought it was what I wanted. I thought I thought it was what I or I was in my early early thirties actually. I thought it was what I wanted. I thought that I, I, I wanted a stress-free environment. And at the moment, I did. And I didn't want to run the day-to-day business. I just wanted to get a check and create content. And it was regrettably... And I, I don't regret it at the end of the day because it made me who I am. And I don't think I'd be where I'm at if I didn't go down that, that road. But I did it because I thought it was the easier path, the stress-free path. And so 
when I jumped back into what I'm doing, people were excited. There wasn't a lot of like, oh, you sold out, I'm gone. I'm not doing that anymore. But when I did do that and people that followed me on my platforms and content and when I went and worked for this brand solely for three, four years, uh, many years ago, it wasn't the most received thing when it happened. There's a lot of negativity, but I bounced back from that. You guys are watching me now, not judging me. Half of you don't even know that, you know, any of this happened. You follow me, you know, you know, for go forward for what I, what I do here. But like, that's, that's what it is. Uh, that's what it is. C-Mac says Smitty needs a phone line person. Smitty, or is this, is this C-Mac calling in? C-Mac, is this you? Is this C-Mac? Smitty. What's up, C-Mac? I'm sorry. I, I have a lot of people. Die. I do need a phone person. What's up, pal? Yeah, you, you, you need a phone monitor. What's going on, man? Great show so far, man. You're really on top of your game right now. Thanks. appreciate it, C-Mac. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. ESPN? Uh, ESPN's calling. E- you, 15 million! I'm in! I'm in! Hold on, let me end my show. Guys, I gotta go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What's up, C-Mac? So what do you think on this? Hey, man, not much. Uh, I, I'm all for it, man. Like... Pat is the kind of guy that has his own vision, I feel like. And I don't think he would go into the, the situation, like, with ESPN and then having, like, some crazy creative control. Like, he still could be him. Doing, I feel like the only thing that's going to change is he can't say the word fuck a lot. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Good for Pat, man. He He's so, like, just talented and, and, and does a lot of things with the wrestling. And he... He just has his own vision, and, and he just goes out there and, like, I don't know, just gets it. And, and and the kind of, like, content that he was producing, like, you know my page and how I run it and, like, the censorship and all that stuff that that's going on. I feel like a lot of it is, like, you know when, when uh, people are like, yeah, if, if Biden gets elected, we're moving out of the country. Like, I feel like that's what a lot of his following is doing right now. But you know damn well they're going to be, you know, chiming in, peeping, seeing what's going on with the show. And good for Pat, like, it's going to be in different areas, like barbershops, bars, like, you know, airports. Can, can, like, can we also say this? He, can we also say this, C-Mac? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying this is how it will go um, because everyone, you know, everyone's scared of ESPN just minimizing the show and trying to control things. Right. But can we give Pat a little bit of wiggle room to say he said he's going to go over and he's not going to be censored. He can't say this. He can't say that in terms of like, you know, certain language, but they're not going to control his content is what he's saying. And if he fails on delivering on that, then I think everybody can really jump ship and, and say, okay, you really did right. sell out because you told us. But can we say for a moment, maybe he's going over to try and change the culture and try and retake That's over, what... you know, so like there is some of that argument that I think nobody's leaving any wiggle room for. And I agree with that stance. Like, maybe we watch him and see yeah. what happens, you know. Maybe he changes the right. ESPN. I, I think one thing that I took big from what he said today was that a lot of ESPN right now is a lot of negative. Like, when they're debating, it's all about the negatives of sports. What they kind of do is talk about the positives of these players and athletes, and their topics are more positive more so than they are negative in the debates, such as, like, you know, how Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith started that thing which he spoke on today. So I think he really is trying to go over there to change the direction of where ESPN is right now. And, and for him to be like the mogul and, and 
to, to be that guy to change that, I feel is what's driving him the most right now. Because, I mean, his show was successful, man. Like, if you can't say a few cuss words here and there, I mean, the idea of the show and where it is going and the creative control, like, it's in a it's in a good place, obviously. People are wanting to buy a show or, and partner with him. So, I don't yeah, know, I, I, I guess chance, I guess the question I have for you, though, because you are you're more supportive than most people. Do you think that yeah. the reason he did it was because he's tired of the operations, the day-to-day, the amount of time it takes? Because, again, people don't even realize how much goes. They don't. They just And they can't. It's not anyone's fault. Yeah. But the, I'm on a much smaller scale than Pat McAfee, and people don't even understand the amount of time that goes into everything that I do. I, you know what? I've, I've thought about live streaming a whole, a whole day of mine just so somebody could see what I do all day because it's crazy. It's yeah. exhausting. <laughs> To go to work for four or five hours and to go home and not even have to answer your phone and just sit like I can understand where he's coming from if you're gonna get fifteen mil a year. But but if if that's right. not his objective though, what what would be the reason there is no reasoning unless he did want to change ESPN and sports for for the long term, which I don't get a sense that's his vibe because he just had a kid and I think it's he wants to step away a little bit. But yeah. I mean it's a little disappointing in that, like, who knows where things would have gone for him had he waited another two or three years. Like I said with the Howard Stern example, Howard Stern pushed through that whole, like, he was just a mess. Like, everything he did was just disgusting and all that, and everybody loved it. Like, I listened to the Howard Stern show back in the day, too. But he's become one yeah. of the better interviewers, and you want to get on a show because you're going to get a lot of exposure. And I feel like Pat McAfee was going to morph into something even bigger had he waited two or three years because this whole breaking news thing was brand new for him this year in the past year. He was right. starting to become somebody that where people would go to break news, people would leak stuff to him. And if you wanted to get something out there, you wouldn't just say, I'm going to go to ESPN. I'm going to leak it to Shefty. You would say, you know what? I'm going to go on the Pat McAfee show where I've got a bigger audience, right. a positive audience. And if I'm going to go announce that I'm going to be traded somewhere, or I'm going to go announce some big breaking news, Pat McAfee's going to pump up his, 30, 40, 50,000 congruent viewers, and I'm going to have 30,000 people cheering me on. He would have he would have been a magnet for breaking news. So that's the part that's disappointing is because he's going to lose a lot of that. Like, he might gain more viewers. He might lose viewers, gain viewers. But he's certainly going to change that direction he was heading. And I, part of me just wishes... But do you, think, do you think a part of what he's already created with his show... Sticks with him to where people like still athletes will still like all right yeah but he's with ESPN but it's still Pat like it's still he's like you think he's already created that art like imagine Maybe. like I went to a bar stool right and the 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 following that I have like with my content is is pretty diehard so I feel like that that creative that he's already like created I feel like that stuff with a that stuck with a lot of people right now so just because he's an ESPN doesn't I don't think it really affects how people view Pat. Like, I feel like most of those people are like, oh man, you're, you're on a worldwide network. Now you're in countries. You're going to, he's literally going to live stream on YouTube while being on ESPN and being on the ESPN app. Like there's, there's a lot of avenues. I feel like people are just more excited for him that he's getting a bigger bag. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, it's certainly going to be interesting. I'm certainly, you know, rooting for him still. I'm not like against Pat McAfee and, and, and yeah, ag- sure. again, I, w- I watch ESPN. I'm I'm not going to lie and say I don't watch ESPN. Do I feel like ESPN's changed a little bit over the years? Obviously, I I do. Oh, yeah. Do I still feel like Absolutely. there's some good parts about it? Sure. 
Do it. Like I said, is there oh, well. some parts about Disney as a whole that make me mad on this or that? Sure. Do I love Mandalorian? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Am I not going to watch Mandalorian because of some political stance or something? Absolutely not. I'm watching Mandalorian every time it's out. Mandalorian, baby. <laughs> you know, so like yeah. I, 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 I get I get it all. I understand it all. And from a content creator perspective, and especially the amount of time I put, like I understand Pat's yeah. decision. I understand it. It's exactly. just a matter of where he wanted to go from that point on. And clearly he didn't want to keep going the direction he was going. And I think the Brett Favre situation was so stressful on him. Yeah. He had no protection on that. And I think maybe he got scared and spooked a little bit. And he said, you know what? I just want out. But the crazy part is, C-Mac, if it was about money and it's not, he could have went to FanDuel yeah. and said, what do we do? Name the bathrooms after you? What do we do? Do we put FanDuel on the middle of the basketball court? How, what do I do to get 15 more million a year from you guys for the next right. four years? They would have easily given them that amount of money. There's, there's, so there's no, there's no financial reason this went down. Everyone says he did it for the money. He didn't do it for the money. FanDuel just gave him 125 million for four years. He's getting 15 million a year from ESPN reportedly. So it's not even like FanDuel would have. They would have crapped out fifteen million a year if he that's what he wanted. Yeah. He just have to figure out what he needed to do. I don't know. It, it's it's crazy, but I think people are a little overly critical of him. And the fact that it's still free on YouTube, uh, I think people are complaining yeah. a little too much. And I think people do need to yeah. give him a chance before they completely shut it down. Like these people say, I'm not going to watch. That's a little close minded to not even give it a, a look see. You know, give it a little peek. Right. Give it a little peek. See what it see what it feels like. And if, if they say, hey, you can't talk about this, maybe Pat's got it in his contract to walk away. And like Vamp said, maybe he walks away and he becomes bigger than ever because he parts ways with the ESPN, says, screw it, I'm out of here. And everyone goes, yeah, he's back. And they start, you know, celebrating that. And how many people are really, if you were a diehard Pat McAfee fan, you're probably not leaving him anyway. And if you were a diehard Pat McAfee fan that did get so upset that you're pissed off and not watching you're probably not. You're probably going to forgive him if he comes back to the the uh, independent world. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I think if the decision too was because of the like the workload, then you got to start looking at the team around him. Like if, if that really is a you know what I mean. If that really is a concern, it's his workload. And yeah, he just had a baby, so I, I get that too. But I don't know, man. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. I'm excited. I'm actually excited to see what what happens. <laughs> you know, even if even if I feel like okay, this this had such a nice feel of independence to it. Um, I'm excited to see what happens. Maybe he gets in there and, and changes the culture over there because, you know, he threatens to walk away yeah. and he's got in his. Con- I, we don't know what's in yeah, his contract. I think that's his driving tool. We don't know what's yeah. in his contract. We don't know how it's all laid out. Like if they say we can control everything you do, and if he sits there and goes, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and talk negatively about this report. And they, they walk in and say, you can't mention Schefter's name. Or, hey, they walk in and say, uh, uh, you can't break this report. Adam Schefter's breaking it. I don't know if you've heard those those rumors before where Ian Rapp, I think it was Schefter. I think it was Schefter. There was somebody at ESPN yeah. or NFL Network. I forget which. I think, where's Schefter? Schefter's mainly at ESPN, right? Yeah, ESPN, um, yeah. Yeah, there was somebody that was on a, a radio show breaking a piece of news and he got a call that said he had to apologize to Schefter for breaking the news. It wasn't like anything that anybody had any control of. He just heard from a source that something was going to happen. He broke it. Dude was reprimanded 
for breaking the news because they were stepping on Schefter's line of business. If something like that happens, I think Pat McAfee would walk. And if he doesn't, then people yeah. would be people are going to notice and people aren't going to watch as as much. But we'll see. I don't think Pat's going to fold to that. But we'll see. We'll see. We're, no idea what's going through his mind right now. C Mac, as a as a man that's had children, and I know you have, uh, uh, there th- th- this children can change your your thinking. Children can wear you down and and wear Dude. you down to a little nub, and you might be you might be needing a break and maybe Pat's exhausted. You could see him. His eyes are closed when he's talking. He's half asleep when he breaks this news and he's talking on a show. Who knows? Who knows? Listen, I have a 13 and 12 year old right now, right? I literally have a newborn due in two months. Thank you, Terry. <laughs> so, and, and I'm, I'm younger than Pat, right? And I'm just like, man, did, am, am I, did, I make, did I make a mistake? Cause I'm, I just feel old and I'll just have a newborn and do that all over again. It's got to be tough. And then piling that workload that, like you mentioned, like even for your show, and then his workload on top of that, dude, that's got to be – that's fucking tough. Yeah. All right, C-Mac, you can hang on the line if you want or if you got to go, no problem. Uh, Let me go back over to Ron. I'm going to go and uh, hang out with the kids and I'll uh, stay tuned in. Sell out. Sell out. Go hang out with the kids over the show. Sell out. Get out of here. Take a lap. No, I'm going to keep the show on. I'll keep the show on. Okay, okay. Let me go see how the kids' day was. I got I you. I, okay. You right I'm, 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 of work my bad, my bad. Instead of seeing how the kids' day was. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Later, C-Mac. Appreciate you. All right, brother. Bye. All right, Ron, Ron, go ahead. I know you probably got some rebuttals to all that. Well, yeah, well, a little bit. I mean, we're, we're total opposite. See, I'm the type of person. I don't, I don't, I'm. I don't hate Pat McAfee, but I don't like ESPN, and I won't support ESPN. So because he's going to ESPN, and I won't support ESPN, because they've they've uh, uh, when, when you mentioned it, they've changed over the years. And when they started um, um, interjecting politics and their political views into sports network, I was like, nope, I had enough. I ain't I ain't dealing with this. You're gonna, you're gonna, you, you ruin the whole thing. It's just like when they try to do it in the NFL. It's like, you know, I want to watch the game. I don't want an introduction. I don't want to see people kneeling for the flag after I spent 20 years in the Navy and everybody else. You know, that's disrespectful. I think. I think these players are are have their own platforms and they 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 can use their platforms. And if they have anything, go out and use your platform and 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 protest that way. But don't sit there and in the app. I stopped playing fantasy football for two years while that stuff was going on, and I stopped watching football for two years. I see a show, and they and, and if they interject political stuff, I turn it off. I don't watch it no more. That's the type of person I am. That that's that's how I am, and a lot of people are like that. Now, um, you know, but I don't begrudge people for doing what they want. If people want to watch football or people want to watch McAvee over on ESPN or what, but those are my views. And, and I'm pretty, I'm, I stay to my views and, and, um, um, that's just how I am. And maybe it's because I spent 20 years in the Navy and, 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 and I'm a Patriot and, and, and all that. Um, but that's just how I am. And so, yeah, if you went to ESPN, I'm sorry, Smitty, but I'm not going to watch. I love you. But I'm not going to support ESPN, a company that I can't stand. I'm not going to support them. <laughs> Thanks, man. I, I can't do it. Appreciate that. Uh, so that's, ter- that's ter- just, that's Terry just Roberts says he'd follow thing. me. 
Terry Roberts would follow me anywhere. He just super chatted it. He'd follow well, me anywhere. Yeah, that's his. That's his thing. People will follow you over there if you were to this go is over like, there. I Ron, just, Ron, Ron's I, saying I, I that. Ron's saying that unnecessarily to me. It's like sitting down your girlfriend or your fiance and saying, "If you do this, I will leave you." <laughs> when, they, when they're like, <laughs> "Okay, well, thanks for putting in my head that there's a re- reason you leave me." <laughs> Ron. No, I'm just saying I'm not gonna support. Uh, I know, Ron. That, I, I get, I get you, and I, you know what? I appreciate that about you. I don't, I'm not even offended by it. it. It is who you are. It's the get off my lawn. You know, Ron and you, and it's. I understand you. I, I don't judge you. I wouldn't. I don't want you to change for anybody. You keep being you. But, but you know, I, I can. Well, I can understand what Pat's doing. Is what I'm saying. I just don't know if his goal is to keep growing and never stop being in this business. It was probably the wrong move. But like Vamp said, like Vamp said, if he goes over, comes back, he could be bigger than ever. He really could. I don't. I. I. I know you said that maybe those people would. It would damage the relationships, relationships, but he will go grab an older audience and bring them with him over, and the younger audience is going to forgive him, and they're probably not going to stop watching him. If I had to predict a decline in viewership, I bet you... It's like C-Mac said, oh, if, if Biden gets uh, elected, I'm moving. Who's really moving? You know, when Trump was elected, I'm going to move. Who really moved? Nobody. So do I think that... Do I think that people are going to cry wolf and then not really act on it? I do. I think if I had to throw a number on it, I would guess that maybe 5 to 8% of people that say they're going to stop watching will actually stop watching. And part of that, if it's a little higher than that, let's call it 10 to 12%, part of that is because those people don't have ESPN, but ESPN's free on YouTube, the YouTube channel. So who, who knows what the excuse will be. And, and maybe it'd just be people saying they don't want to. What will be interesting is if they do something crazy. Like, everything they do is going to be judged, bro. Like, everything they do. People are going to, like, maybe they make their price to be an exclusive member. You know, the, maybe they make it, like, a dollar more or something, and people are going to flip out. Or if they make it free, everyone's going to flip out. Everyone's going to flip out no matter what they do. We used to have an exclusive membership for a dollar or 99 cents to a dollar. And now they don't have it, so now I don't have a green name. And then if they did it, they'd be like, oh, now ESPN's charging. You know, so like everything they do, <laughs> everyone's going to rip them apart. And I just wonder what it's going to be like in the comment section of every live stream. Because you know it's going to be nonstop. It, as liked as Pat was you know and what? still is, his comment section is littered with negativity. Just you sell out. You do. On his wife's Instagram, people are writing sell out everywhere. It's you know crazy. what, Smitty? Look at this community you built, right? And look at what you... I mean, I'm talking to you on the phone right now. A lot of people call up, talk to you. I mean, this this thing here. So what do you think happens if you sit there and you get offered $15 million to go to ESPN? Are you going to have uh, us being able to call in to your show? Are you going to be able to interact with us? Uh, no, you're, you're, you're not going to be able to do that. You're not going to have any interaction with us whatsoever no more. So thank you for going to ESPN, Smitty. Just like you said, thank you for not going and watching you on ESPN. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm at ESPN, Uh-oh. Ron. I'm at ESPN, Ron. <laughs> I can't hear you. Exactly. I'm not gonna lie Who's to you. Wrong? Look, I'd, I'd, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be blowing. Who's Travis Rowe? 
I, I don't remember those. I would people. be blowing smoke up your rear end if I said I wouldn't take a sixty million dollar deal with ESPN right now. But I'm not going to get that. No, you I'm, should. You should take it. But what I'm right. saying is, right. But your show wouldn't be what it is right now. Right. Agreed. But here, ESPN show wouldn't be here's as as. Here's the reality, I mean, though. The whole thing about the show is we get to interact with you. And, right. and there's no other shows out there like yours, right? But but see, so I, if you were to go to, I would I would package that in. I would package that in. I would package that in. And if they said no, I would I would probably you know okay. No, you wouldn't. You would take the fifteen million dollars and go. Okay, I'm in. Yes, sir. <laughs> no, you would. Yes, sir. What is my topic sheet for today? How much I love Adam Schefter. Okay, shoot. Look, hey, I'll I'll just I'll just click this button. Once a show. The chat can spam this arrow emoji. I'll just flip the script on myself every topic, just and talk about. It. Look, I, I I get what everybody I, I get what everybody's you know saying, and and I I'm not I'm not going to get bought out for 15 million a year. I can tell you that right now. If my whole point is, if someone tried to pay me a salary, if someone tried to pay me a handsome salary, I would shoot that down because I don't want to work for anybody. I'm building something here. I want my business and we're still not even close to being there yet this is still very ground floor i want this business to eventually pay me and and not just because i'm money hungry because i want to live this life forever i want to be on this show till i pass out and never wake up again and and i believe whatever would be tempting to walk away salary wise I'm going to get there on my own, so I'm going to dig my heels in and go. The difference would be if someone came in and offered something I'll never reach or attain on my own. But then again, look what Pat McAfee did. Pat McAfee was smaller than we were at one point. Everybody is. And he got $120 million from FanDuel. So I would still struggle if someone came by and said, Hey, Smitty, here's this X million dollars. It it would depend on what's going on. But it would be. I'm telling you right now, if it's 60 mil... I would never dream, and even if I was wrong, I'd be okay with it because I get sixty mil. But like, I'm not getting that. You like, need to read this. You need to read this twenty dollars super chat. All right, hold on. Thank you, Ron. Ron owns the show right now. Ron's playing the role of ESPN. Uh, hold on. FYI, Ron, there are patriots that that think a young man has the right to kneel to bring attention. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's let's not go there. No, read it out. Read it out. No, read it out. Seriously, because he's right. I believe in that. I, I think, but it's also my right to 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 not watch and and to tune out that. Now, if they want to go on a different platform, I'll listen, but not when I'm trying to watch football. That's yeah. my big thing. Uh, pal, and, pal, um, I, pr- I appreciate. You know, he's totally right. I appreciate the super I chat. For them. I know uh, there's patriots out there, and you got the freedoms. Pat, pal, pal, pal Derby, pal Derby. I remember pal Derby. I forget what pal Derby. God, I remember that name, pal. I forget what you used to you used to come in here a lot, and I forget what you used to what you used to do. I think you would drop a super chat, but I for, I forget like I kind of forget you what, what kind of like vibe you brought to the to the show or what questions you asked. Like it's been a while, pal Derby. Pal Derby hasn't been here for a while. At least you haven't commented in a while. Appreciate your super chat. Isaac dropping this one. If I found out you were, um, I still tune in for the laughter. Appreciate you. 
Appreciate you, Isaac. Okay. <laughs> yeah, one one thing I do try not to do is go go political, just because people get so pissed off. Every side gets pissed off. Well, I'm not I'm not trying to be political or nothing. I'm just saying my personal thing is I view it as as you know during the national anthem and and um, and I tune out. I tune out. I like, you know, I love the idea that they put those things on the back of their helmets and get their messages out that way. I don't have a problem with that. Or, or thank you, Russian. In the end zone. Thank like you, that. Russian. I don't have a problem with that. Um, Michael with another negative comment. Michael, let's just, let's review Michael's comments. Michael says he's not always negative. Let's look at every single one of them. Maybe I'm being critical of of, of Michael. He didn't sell out. Stop with the clickbait. From someone who won Smitty's lifetime membership, I'm not a hater, just offering a different perspective. I'm not going anywhere. Well, that's good. He's still staying live on YouTube. Okay, that wasn't positive. I'm a hater, always negative, but Smitty has over 100 people on here and attacks anyone who has a contrary argument, which is not which is not accurate. We are going to talk fantasy, this live or a different one. I mean, this is a big topic, bro. You know, my show isn't just about mock drafting, Michael. Okay, I know everybody wants it to be. That's not what I want. I'm not. I'm not just a mock draft channel. I'm a. I'm a sports and fantasy football entertainment show. And eventually, not on this channel because I don't want to destroy this channel and what the vibe is here and what it's made for. But I have another channel. It's uh, the Smitty Report. Um, and and eventually, I want to take this type of topic here. And just have these conversations on that sports channel all the time, whether it's talking about you know anything, anything sports related whatsoever. So that that will eventually be part of the brand. Um, we have the Dynasty channel, we'll have the sports channel, we have this main channel for fantasy football. Um, Michael, am I negative? Ha ha ha. I and I'm negative. Are we talking fantasy? Ha ha, bro, that $20 super chat. If it doesn't work out, I feel McAfee will leave ESPN. Don't put it past him. Not all those were negative. But Zastro, you... I'd love to see a positive super chat by him. Wow, there you go, Smitty. Lee, Lee, appreciate you becoming... Pat, Pat, Pat gifted 50. Who? Members. Pat Derby. Derby? Membership. Holy smokes. Pat Derby gifting 50. Like, I have to turn this off because it's going to go for 50. Uh, that's how awesome. <laughs> that's how awesome. Uh, 50, 50. Gifted 50. I don't, I don't you, anybody gift that many. That's the biggest YouTube gifted membership we've ever seen. That is the you 50. You put that on the board. 50 you I'm here. put that on the board. Uh, too that's many. Epic. So... Look at all these people getting these these memberships. Lewis got one. Too many uh, peanut butter names got one. Rojo got one. Brian got one. Everybody's getting one. Everybody. If he gave 50 away, we got over 100 people in the room. Half of the people in here are getting YouTube gifted memberships. I don't even know because we got a lot of YouTube gifted members in or YouTube members in here. I don't even know if we have 50 people in this chat right now. <laughs> so it's going to give them to people that aren't even on the show right now. This guy's absolutely exploding. Pat Derby, ladies and gentlemen, the Derbmeister. Yeah. Yeah. 
the Padinator. Everybody wow. give everybody give Pat Derby your your thanks for dropping a, a massive wad on screen. Pat Derby out here like ESPN today. I will never be gifted a membership, says Jeremy W. Let's see. I have a feeling you're going to get one from Pat Derby tonight. Let's wait and see. Jeremy says he's not getting one. Let's wait. Yeah, the, Der the Derbmeister has done it again. <laughs> did, D did Jeremy W. not get one? The odds are, are against that. Because Pat Derby just get gifted half of the people in here one. Did Michael Zastro get one? If I could take Michael's and give it to Jeremy W., I just might. Unless Zastro starts dropping some positivity in here. I will never need one, says Jeremy W. Why? Golf Boy says, thank you, Pat. Um, we got a another $10 hauler. Pat Derby, cheers. Smitty, appreciate you, Virtues, for dropping that $10 hauler all... $10 haulers get a moonshot. Appreciate you, my guy. All right, let's go back over to Adam. Adam, what do you got? Hey, it's me. I was just uh, listening to everybody. Um, uh, I was going to say, the, the guy who uh, did the membership, he should put a, a prediction on the board. Uh, Pat Derby? Yeah, prediction. Pat. That's true. Hey, Pat Derby, for the $50 drop, bro. Give me your bold prediction. We'll put it on the board. So give, give me your biggest bold prediction, Pat. Uh, C-Mac was gifted a membership by Terry Roberts. Hey, Terry not... Terry dropped one. Terry, I'm yeah, sorry. Terry dropped five. Terry dropped five. Look at me. Not even. Terry dropped five. Matthew Boyd dropped 20. Matthew Boyd dropped 20. Terry dropped five. I think Jeremy W's getting one. Keep an eye out. Jeremy W saying he's not going to get one. Terry. You get a membership. You get a membership. You get a membership. I might get one. <laughs> I might get one. <laughs> Your own show. <laughs> uh, Terry dropping a, a five burger. Matthew Boyd dropping a five burger. Terry. <laughs> this will be so funny if I get one. I mean, I don't know that it's possible, but did Jeremy W. get one yet? I didn't see it yet. 80 gifted memberships given out to 100 and of the 109, 116 people in here. 80 of them got memberships. Uh, Mr. Random says RIP to who? Who's RIP? Thank you, Terry. Appreciate you. Does it give you a membership if you already have one? I don't know. It could, it could pile it on to the end of it maybe but I think it would probably search and give people that aren't watching right now on my channel but look at C-Mac got one from Terry Roberts so C-Mac if you're listening right now you've got the green name you've got all the extra emojis you've got you're, you're all I didn't even know a membership was a thing um, C-Mac can we get you to drop some of the exclusive emojis like the the Bijan Robinson I know there's no Niner players in there it's going to upset you when you go in there but could you drop a couple just to test it out C-Mac if you're not busy with you the kids selling out you away from his kids yeah <laughs> <laughs> do it for the kids uh I was joking Smitty I pay bro oh I'm sorry Jeremy I didn't even see you had a green name 
My bad. There's still some people that I see without one yet. One of my favorite Johnny Cash songs. Don't go mixing politics. Yeah. Appreciate you, Freddie. Yep. Appreciate you, Freddie. I wouldn't. I'll be honest. I wouldn't mind a, polit- a political show as well. Like it's in the cards someday. Not now. Someday. I, I do enjoy a little debate, <laughs> as you know. Little pol- little political show with with Deuce Smitty. I know Ron would be up for yelling and screaming all the time. Uh, C Mac, dropping some of YouTube exclusive membership emojis. Appreciate you. We're letting this thing go for days. I know this might be a little overwhelming to hear this spaceman dancing constantly, but um, C-Mac is official now. <sighs> All right, let's get on to some football. We talked to Pat McAfee for an hour and 47 minutes. Um, it's obviously big news, and it's a content creator you know, path that this guy's you know, helped creating, so it does it is relevant to this channel from a different perspective that people don't want to acknowledge. Pat Derby dropping a $2 holler. No prediction, just love the show. Even Ron Navy. Uh, appreciate you, Pat Derby. Pat Derby doesn't even want to drop a prediction. He just says he loves the show. I need a Lance emoji. Um, Lance needs the job before we can give him an emoji. We got limited real estate. However, Pat Derby, can I just say Pat Derby? Absolute machine. Um, Pat Derby, appreciate you. You probably opened up about two or three, maybe at least two more exclusive member emojis because YouTube unlocks more as you gain more YouTube exclusive members. So Pat Derby just opened up probably two or three emojis for us. So uh, what I want to do is potentially make an emoji for the highest super chatter of the year at that moment in time. Uh, Ron Navy's got one. He's a a lifetime leader. Um, But we've got got, uh, Aloha who is currently the biggest super chatter in a single live stream, uh, where is that right here? Here it is. Um, right down here, Aloha. Aloha has a $300 super chat in one live stream. Ron's got the highest lifetime super chat ever, but the biggest super chat so far of the year is $300 from Aloha. So, Aloha, congratulations, pal. You're getting your own emoji on the channel. But the emoji for this particular one gets replaced every time there's a new leading super chatter for the year. So it is Aloha's for now. The moment somebody drops $301, that emoji becomes theirs. But congrats on the emoji. We'll probably add a Christian Watson emoji if I had to guess. Um, who on the Moon Men do we not have yet? The Moon Men dropping loads in outer space. Um, we don't have a London emoji. We got a Gibbs one now. We got a Lave. We got a Kincaid emoji. We got a Walker emoji. We don't have a Charbonnet emoji. We don't have a Fields emoji. We don't have a Pollard emoji. I would guess we're going to start off with Watson and then we'll go from there. You don't have a Pickens emoji. Yeah, we don't have a Pickens emoji. Texas made still Matt. Matt of them cowgirls got sent home two years in a row by the Niners. Hey, C-Mac. Um, I, I don't want to get into the whole Niner thing, but you guys got, you guys got to get your quarterback situation under control and you need to go talk to Trey Lance and tell him to get some balls and to go out there and fight for the job and to talk to the media like he's going to go take the job and not act like he's talking to his, his teacher or something. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm just going to be, he needs to get the dog in him, bro. He needs to get that dog, that fight. 
and go get that job, C-Mac, because his coach isn't supporting him. His coach isn't enabling him, C-Mac. So you've got the most talented roster in the National Football League over there in San Francisco, C-Mac, and you got no quarterback. So don't waste this window of opportunity to walk into the NFC Championship game to face off against the Eagles and get your quarterback room on point, C-Mac. And until then, Lance ain't getting an emoji until I see that dog and fight him. Right now, he looks like he's just going to walk into a, 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 a camp battle instead of saying the job's mine. The job was mine. It's going to be mine. I love Brock Purdy. I appreciate him. But I'm going to go rip that job straight from his kung fu grip instead of, it's his job. I got to go earn it. Even though I'm going to be set up for failure, Sam Darnold got the top bunk. Sam Darnold got the top bunk. Trey Lance just accepted the bottom bunk. Um, traded Lance for Bijan. Love. What? Okay, let's get back to football. Traded Lance for Bijan. Love. And Will Levis still have Herbert. Super flex dynasty. Traded Lawrence for Bijan. Love. I like it. I like it. I, I like Jordan Love enough that I could downgrade Trevor Lawrence for Jordan Love to get Bijan. I, Smitty, approve that trade. You've just been Smitty approved. Not sure I'd Smitty approve that trade if you weren't getting a quarterback I truly believed in and Love. I think Love's going to be pretty decent. I think he's got a lot to prove. There's definitely some risk involved, but I definitely like that move a lot. Uh, this right here, Pat, I'll get to do bold prediction... Very blessed says, Pat, I'll get to do a bold prediction for you. If we win, you can have the prize. Um, is uh, Adam still on the line here? Yeah, I, I suck at typing. Sorry. You what? I was trying to type and do a draft at the same time. I, I, I was trying to do a draft and type at the same time. But I, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna tell him I would do a do a bold prediction for him, and if it wins, he can he can have the prize. I just like to put my prediction on the board personally. Okay, let, let's do that. Let's do that because, you know what? I want him to have a prediction on the board. So let's go ahead and do that. So you give me your prediction, and I'm going to put slash Derby. It's going to be both of you. Uh, prize is going to go to Derby. My guess is Derby gives it back to you the way this guy is. So let's go do the board. All right, hit me with your prediction. Uh, my prediction is... Uh, Josh Allen will, will, will win the MVP this year, and the Buffalo Bills will finally get to the Super Bowl. What is today, the 17th? Okay, so uh, your prediction is what? Josh Allen, 5-17. This is Derby and... Let's just go. Uh, he's going to win the MVP this year. Josh. To give him uh, a shot to win. Allen... MVP Super Bowl win? Yeah, go ahead and put Super Bowl win on. Uh, I, I, I said make the Super Bowl win. Yeah, you gotta be, it's gotta be. Yeah, that's, that's bold enough. Alright, so that's you and Derbs. You and the Derbmeister. You're sharing a bunk You're sharing a You and the Derbmeister are sharing bunk beds there on the prediction. <laughs> a little karate in the garage? Where's Denny? You know, Denny's actually really upset at me. I don't know how long this is going to go on. This, this, these, Lord knows. Um, did, did everybody, did everybody watching raise your hand in the chat if you didn't get a, a gifted YouTube membership? 
because uh, we had so many we had over a hundred given and we've got a hundred eleven people in here I think every person in here George from the bay didn't get one I'm sure he's on the it's on the way I don't know I don't know if it's still giving them or if they're all given and it's just reporting back now Earth I'm not sure didn't get one there's a bunch of people that still haven't gotten one all right, Tr Tristan with the $5 holler. I don't know if I'm forgetting any Super Chats. Let me just go ahead and uh, look real quickly. Uh, super Chats, Tristan says, I don't get the doubt on Christian Watson outside this community. The complaint is always he can't uh, maintain the touchdowns. He passed the eye test. Let me just tell you something. My Christian Watson content's about, get, about to get ramped up. This is the next Debo Samuel. And C-Mac's watching right now. He probably just spit up whatever he's drink drinking right now because he's, you know, biasly in favor of Debo being the best player in the NFL. But this Christian Watson kid is becoming the next Debo Samuel. But he'll do it in a different way. He's not going to run. He's not going to have the, the rushing yards that Debo had the year Debo, you know, was a monster. That was a, a unique situation, specific year. Debo's now a two to 300-yard rusher. I don't think he's going to be some sort of, you know, 500-yard rusher, 700-yard. He's a two to 300-yard rusher, which is a lot of yards for a receiver. That's a lot. That's a, that is a lot. He's a two to he's a three to four touchdown rusher, Debo. Two to 300-yard rusher. I think Christian Watson could easily run for 150 yards and two or three touchdowns in 2023. I think Christian Watson, who's six five, runs a 4.2840 is about to become a top 6 to 10 wide receiver in the National Football League and he will be a wide receiver fantasy football wide receiver one in hindsight for people scooping this kid up in the fourth round he's starting to climb I think you're going to need to take him in the in the bottom of the third round you already kind of have to in some of the slow drafts you're seeing him rise up because the ADP's been getting adjusted during drafts and he's now kind of like barely falling to 4.1 and you're soon going to have to pay third-round value, but he'll be worth third-round value. Absolutely love Christian Watson. He's an absolute monster. Uh, Derby, appreciate your $2 hauler. Freddie, appreciate your $4.99 hauler. Kevin says, this is uh, this one is for Babe Ruth. Ball, you sent to Scott Fish on the Bird app. Made me laugh. Appreciate you. Um, that was That was funny. The, the Scott Fishbowl. Scott found a baseball that had like big handwriting Babe Ruth on it. And he said he was joking because is this ball real? I mocked up something on Twitter. It was funny. Kevin, appreciate you. Appreciate you, Kevin. Kevin, are you still here? Gravy says Pat Derby over Pat McAfee. Maybe he could replace him. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you, Isaac, for, for Pat Derby out here like ESPN today. Appreciate that super chat. Um... Isaac dropping another one. I found. Oh, I already got to that one. Thank you. Kevin, did I get Kevin's super chat? Ask Ron. Um, Kevin, are you still here? I'm sorry if I missed this. Kevin. To the to the moon, Kevin. The Maybe moon. I got this one. Let me read it, read it real quick. Ask Ron that if a political view he agreed with was mentioned, would he still turn? What does he say? Oh, I, I, I think he's saying if, if because I said uh, uh, if, if the show gets political, I turn it off. But oh, yeah, off. No matter I, what. He's trying to say off. Okay. I mean, if it's a I show, if it's of? like an entertainment show, like The Mask, where they got all political or whatever the show is, 
or football. I, I just want to watch football. I just want to watch the match. If they go political, I turn it off because to me, there's no need to have any politics, whether it's left side or right side or any side in, in these shows, a lot of these shows. I'm not there to, I, I watch the shows to get away from all that stuff, not to be injected one way or the other with it. Uh, Jake, I don't know if I did answer this question. It's the time factor with the newborn show still dead now, like everything at ESPN touches. I don't know if I... I know Ron's very against ESPN, and I know a lot of people are. Look, there's a lot of people in here. Some people even work for ESPN. Some people still respect ESPN or, or, or work for uh, Disney. I, I still feel like Disney's got some positives. I mean, when Disney acquired ESPN, a lot of ESPN did... I would say change, but I still enjoy some aspects of ESPN. I don't just write them off entirely. Uh, Disney has done great things and done bad things with some things that happen. Like any business, you're going to agree with certain things. Again, my kids love Disney. I love Mandalorian. I love Star Wars. I love a lot of Disney shows. I love what Disney's doing in the streaming space. I love that there's all kinds of uh, shows on Disney now. I love that they're making TV shows originals. There's a lot of reasons I like Disney, and there's a r- lot of reasons that I don't want certain things, even Disney or ESPN, but I still understand it. I still respect parts of it, and I'm not like a hater of ESPN or, or Disney the way that some people are, but I respect that some people are. Doesn't It doesn't, you know, it's not, it's not a wrong stance to be like, I don't like this or I don't like that. That's just preference. Um, I'm not closed-minded to either side is what I'm trying to say. Uh, when they, I did do content, I, you know, I told you this, Mitty, it was all Star Wars stuff that there's, you know, and we didn't like the way uh, Disney was, was uh, handling Star Wars and stuff like that. So all my content I have on my channel was all about Star Wars and how Disney kind of destroyed it. Now, I agree with you on The Mandalorian. It's a decent show, but... Um, dun, 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 that's the real song playing in the background, by the way, Ron. Yeah, but 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 you know, a lot of us think that that they ruined a lot of the characters, including Luke and and a lot of these characters, old old the older characters that they ruined all that that totally ruined them. So, um. McAfee's going woke. See, I think those are overreactions. I understand everybody mad. Like, what's crazy to me, though, is there's this is proof that nothing lasts forever. Some things you think are absolutely not going to change can change. The amount of support he had was so imbalanced positive. And the amount of hate he's getting for... For still providing his show, t- trying to tell people it's still going to be the same, and nobody listening to him. He might be wrong. He might be, you know, thinking it's going to go a certain way, and everybody's predicting it. But he's literally trying to tell people, "Would you trust me?" The only thing that's changing is the f bomb, and uh, and just some things you won't even notice. Trust me. No one's even giving him the benefit of the doubt, and it's crazy to me the negativity that his own wife's Instagram is being just bombarded with negativity like your husband's a sellout your baby's daddy's a sellout like people are going crazy on his that's uncalled for like no one needs to go on his wife's Instagram and reference his child and say your dad's a sellout like 
What kind of fan was that to begin with? Like, I can't imagine that being a really good, loyal fan. To me, that's a hater. To me, that was a hater from the beginning. No fan is going to go on someone's wife's Instagram because he made a business decision that they disagree with that's paying him handsomely. That's hate, jealousy, negativity. There's no way that that is a, a true fan. It doesn't make sense at all. It, you know, it's, it's crazy. But, you know, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Let's get back to football. Uh, let's go over to Adam. Adam, ask me a football question. Let's go. Um, no more McAfee. <laughs> I'm going to take him off screen so, here. You were talking about Watson. I ended up have, I had to get him with the 38th pick earlier. So I had to get him right before. Because um, I've seen someone, take, someone took love, like, really early. <laughs> and, uh, so I figured they were on the they were gonna snag him. So there was no way I was gonna be able to get him. So I had to take him a little bit earlier. So I think he's gonna start going even higher than I think because people see that they're playing the Vikings in uh, week 17. He, his ADP is gonna start going up. I think. Hmm. Yeah, Watson to me is gonna live in. Um, I don't know where my phone line went. Watson's going to live in the third round very, very soon. Very, very, very soon. I, 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 would, I mean, he's already there. He's already there. But you can sneak You can in your grandma league or your grandma draft or a, li- a real late-night underdog draft. I don't know, Ron, if you've, if you've done this too, but I find that I draft my best teams in the middle of the night, you know, on underdog. I feel like you would think, okay, these hardcore yeah. people are doing that, but I, I find that it's a little bit easier to get the teams you want. But I think he will climb once the puppy twos open. I think he'll live at 3.9, 3.8 to 3.12, unfortunately. Oh, my God. The 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 uh, gifted membership stopped. That was literally, first of all, Derby. Uh, Derby. Who was the other? It was uh, Terry Robertson. Who was the other one? Gifted. Terry Roberts. You get it was Terry, it was Darby, and it was uh, who else? There was somebody else. Yeah. Who who was it? Who was it? Why am I blanking out? I want to say it was Jeremy, but Jeremy was the one talking about it. I Just, can't scroll back that far. Uh, it was Matthew Boyd. Matthew Boyd. Matthew Boyd gifted twenty memberships. Terry gifted five memberships. And Pat, Pal Derby, I always want to say Pat. Everybody's saying Pat. It's Pal. But we, we, well, for some reason, we want Pal. to say Pat. So let me give a, a, a little round of applause here for Terry Roberts gifting five, Matthew gifting 20, and Pal Derby gifting 50. Let's give one standing ovation for all three of these gentlemen right here. The, the uh, I don't know, we call them the, the three gift of tears. The three gift of tears. appreciate you guys keeping the lights on while we await our $15 million offer from ESPN. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Did you see the team little I, joke? Did you see the team I drafted earlier today, Smitty? Yeah, I forget what it was, but bro, there's I feel like there's there's value to be had that's going to be gone very soon and I I'm I'm just I'm trying to scoop it, it up was, left it and right. Was another, 
It was another, um, it was uh, Alan Hurts, JJ. And then I got uh, Najee, Walker, Charbonnet. Um, pretty much, I got, I got, you know, a few, I got Addison and I got a few other receivers. I kind of like a little light on um, star receivers, but I think it worked out pretty good overall. Uh, by the way, this is a, a limited edition version of the the hoodie. We have some of this merch on the on the merch store on the YouTube channel. Uh, this is a specific. Let me see if I can drop the link. If anybody wants the specific version of it, um, let me see if I can find the link to it and put it up. But th- this is a pretty fire shirt. It's kind of the Moon Men shirt. And let me see if I can. Uh, grab this link and put it on here for you guys but this is the moon men shirt i mean i did just want to hang up but i gotta go i gotta get going to work you okay guys have a good night hey appreciate you man thanks for being on on, on hold here there's a have link a good for, night. L- later very blessed appreciate later. you my man oscar you're live i'm sorry oscar's been sitting there forever Oscar's been sitting there for a while. Go get this uh, hoodie if you want. There's a sh- there's two different shirt versions and a hoodie version of this. They're, they're basically most of the Moon Men on here. Um, we added Kincaid onto this one. There's one on the the main channel that doesn't have Kincaid, so this is a very di- I don't I don't think it has Kincaid. This is a very special, different version of the Moon Men uh, apparel. So it's Bijan running back one on the front. It's got there's a hoodie and a t- two different t-shirt version of it. I just dropped the link in the live chat if anybody wants to to get this uh, hoodie or t-shirt. Uh, Oscar, what can I do for you, pal? Hey, hey, what up, Mitty? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, uh, just calling in. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I want to say I, I agree with the whole Mandalorian. This is the way. You know, this, is the way. this is the way. Um, this is the way. This is the way. <laughs> it is. I did have a, a football question, though. Um, I'm actually in a uh, in a startup uh, superplex here. Uh, I'm on the clock, and I wanted to get your opinion uh, as to who I should go with this pick. All right, hit me with it. So it's the three three. Uh, currently in my team, I have uh, Garrett Wilson and Amon Ra. Uh, I was going for that kind of later QB approach. All right. However, there's still a couple on there that kind of, I guess, piqued my interest. But I wanted to kind of get more of your more of your thoughts around it. So, uh, the top three QBs that are showing up still, at least from a uh, ADP standpoint, you have uh, Murray, Prescott, and Stroud. Okay. And uh, what other quarterbacks are there? Is like, I mean, I'm sure Anthony Richardson and Bryce Young are gone based on the fact that you're listing Stroud, who could have as much upside. It's just he's listed consensus-wise later, so I imagine they're gone, right? Yeah, they're gone. From there, it's Tua, Lance, so Cousins. What about Love? So, what about Love? Lo- not yet. Uh, yeah, he hasn't gone yet. I, I would rather grab him. And bank on that potential situation than I would going Stroud. Not because I don't like Stroud, but because there are probably the options here that with Love look like a better team to me. Because I think I think Love to me, and you and if anybody disagrees on Love, then then use a different player. Uh, but Love to me is like I'd rather get a Rod 
and love and use this third pick on a player like Brees Hall or Alave. You you give me love a rod and throw Alave next to these guys. Or if you need to go RB, you got to go. You know, is Gibbs available? Jameer Gibbs available? I'm sure he's gone. No, yeah, I got sniped from Gibbs. So I was going to go with Gibbs on my last pick, but um, in terms of running backs, I got Barkley, Eckler, and ETN uh, within this pick here. Uh, Brees Hall's gone. Um, man. I mean, your receivers are great. I, I guess, is Alave there? He is. And I actually was thinking of going with him, but I didn't know if it would, I'd be yeah, overkilling it, having just, receivers you know, be, going first three picks wide receivers. Can you start four wide receivers, or do you start ma- maximum three? It's three, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, in Di- it's dynasty, gotta, it's dynasty, and you know these guys will be with you forever. Not forever, but you know what I mean. They'll be, they'll be with you for mm-hmm. a long time. So, like, you're gonna if you build running backs over the next couple of years underneath that, that's great. What I would have done is I would have went like a Brees Hall or Gibbs, and I would have walked out with this. I'm just letting you know for next draft is that balance really gives you some nice uh, abilities. You know, so if you didn't have Amon Ra. And you went Gibbs with your second pick, and then now you've got Alave sitting there. Garrett Wilson, Gibbs, Alave is probably better than Garrett Wilson, St. Brown, and now what you're left with, just so you know. But you know, woulda, shoulda, coulda. But th- that 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 yeah. Team, and I had the option with Gibbs. I I just uh, yeah, I didn't think I was gonna get sniped, and then Garrett Wilson was too yeah too tempting. But I don't, it's, bro. It's I don't cool. go Kyler, who's coming back from an ACL tear. You don't know where he's at. I don't go shaky Dak Prescott. I don't go Stroud, who's unknown right now. But then again, what if you what if Love gets sniped, A Rod gets sniped, and you get totally royally screwed? There is a risk involved in waiting, but the flow of draft should indicate where you need to reach on Love. Don't let Love be. Don't do what you did with Gibbs and let him get sniped. If love is creeping to the top, you got to take action. But there's nothing wrong. If, if let's say love did get sniped from you, there's nothing wrong with going into a super flex dynasty with a rod and a Sam Howell, and then you develop the position later. Would I rather have a burrow? Obviously, but if you don't have that pick, you don't have that pick. This is actually a decent move, and it, it allows you to play for the now and build this up and. You know, quarterback is really, really tough, but you're banking on this. You're going to bank on Sam Howell. You're going to bank on something. You're, you're still t- you're taking a risk, but you're taking a calculated risk. I'd much rather have Jordan Love and A-Rod because you got a lot of now in A-Rod, and he could play two years. He could be so happy in New York, and they could fall short, and him, he, he could say, I'm going one more year. Two years is a long time. A-Rod and Love is better than going Stroud, but you have to make sure you land it, at least one of them with Howell. Got it. Got it. Okay, so safe to say then going with uh, Olave on the third pick. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, Ron. What do you think? I mean, Ron, I know you're 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 still getting into Dynasty kind of still, and you're not fully immersed in it to the tune where you feel ultra comfortable, probably even answering these questions. But I know you're a big Stroud guy, but Olave would if you if, let's say you weren't going Stroud here. Would you take a Lave or would you take an ETN and get some balance? Uh, let me put his team back to what the way it actually is. So he's got Garrett Wilson and he's Amon. Got Garrett. Oh, that's a, I, I take that combination all day long. Garrett Wilson and Lave. Yeah, heck yeah. 
Yeah, but he has Over Amon Ra. Is a super flex, though. Yeah. He's going to be in trouble at running back if he oh, does this, though. That changes things. If it's a super flex, you got to get those quarterbacks. Yeah, but does he force a quarterback here or go love but him? But I, lo- I love a love I, I probably take the gamble. Just make sure you land. A, you got to get at least one quarterback because it's a super flex. So you could technically start a non, you know, quarterback in that super flex spot. It's not advantageous, but it lets you do a calculated, you know, risk. But I, you know, Lave is the best value, and he's long term. Like those wide receivers are pretty sick. I just and you can't go back and change the past. But yeah, I would have went Gibbs here. But you know, the ba- coming out next time for your next draft, coming out with the balance when all things are equal, the balance gives you a lot of power at this pick. Right now, you're forcing yourself to maybe go a position and not a player. And that's the spot you don't want to put yourself in. What, yeah, what that's, yeah, that's how it's doing. Like, two running backs, three receivers, how many flexes? It's uh, three wide receivers, two running backs, uh, a super flex spot, and two other flex spots. Oh, okay. So here, here's what I'm gonna tell you. This is what I'm gonna tell you, bro. This is what I think you can walk away with. Okay, this is what this is what I would I would aim for. You already kind of screwed the pooch at running back, which doesn't mean that you're gonna have a bad team. It means you got to go a different direction now, and the direction you could go could still dominate your league. Okay, so I want you to understand. I'm not saying you win a direction where it's gonna be bad. You just gotta knock this out of the park. So if you got Garrett Wilson at wide receiver, you've got Alave who is your number two wide receiver, in my opinion, over St. Brown. I don't think St. Brown's better than Alave in Dynasty. I would have taken St. I would have taken Alave ahead of St. Brown. Like, that's how much I... But you got three amazing... And I still love St. Brown. Three amazing wide receivers. These guys are absolutely phenomenal. You have two RB spots, is that correct? Yeah, we have two RB spots. Okay. So... Two RB spots. You go love here. Your super flex is, let's call it Sam Howell later. And you take a little bit of calculated gamble there. I'm wondering, before you get to this love and Howell pick, if you can fill one of these spots with one of those aging veteran running backs that people are avoiding. You know, if you go in and get like a Henry or a Chubb, I'm not sure if both of them are gone. Uh, let me see. Chubb's available. Yeah, they're both available. I got so, also uh, Bark- Barkley at the top. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not too sure. So, like, let's say here. this next, so you, you take Alave with, so this is your first pick. This is your second pick. This is your third pick. This fourth pick here, before you start going quarterback shopping, if, if as long as you feel like it's going to work, this team this team crushes in year, year one. Absolutely crushes. You need to take advantage of the older RBs here. You need to go get a Camara and a Chubb, a Derrick Henry and a Chubb. You need to you need to embrace that older running back stable because that is where the value currently is at for your particular draft status. If you start chasing young wide receivers, now would I take Charbonnet? Yeah. So if you get to that that road, you you might have to go Charbonnet. But if you start scooping up like it, it, I, this, I'm not against Pacheco, but you start scooping up like a Pacheco because you're you're trying to chase youth at running back when that ship is sailed. You let it sail by, and that's fine because you went heavy R wide receiver. 
this right here is what you need to do and you need to embrace it uh yeah kincaid as well you know, i don't know where he's gonna go but... and later down down the draft you could pick up somebody like chase brown also i noticed like in in my dynasty draft p ryan has has dropped way down there and he's a starter this year uh, for Javante, and we don't know when Javante or if Javante is going to be back to form or not. So P Ride is another one you can target later on down in your draft. We got a twenty dollar hauler from uh, from JP. JP says twelve man one point nine digs AJ Brown. Uh, what? It, hold on, Miss Mitty's messaging me about food or something. I got. Hold on a second. I'm sorry, JP. <laughs> Okay, never mind. No longer an option unless you want to go. Oh, Jamba Juice. No, okay. I'll go get a pizza. I'm going to go get a Lou Malinati's pizza, I think. Okay. Uh, 1.9. Diggs, A.J. Brown, Burrow, Kittle, Swift, Damian Pierce, A.J. Dillon, Charbonnet. Don't forget Swift, uh, Oscar. Don't forget Swift. Um, Charbonnet, Flowers, Kincaid, Smitty approved, or should I put my Nikes on right now and take a lap? Burrow, Diggs, AJ Brown, Swift, Damian Pierce, Charbonnet, Kincaid. I like it. I like it. That's something I can work with, JP. That's a good team. I Smitty You've just been Smitty approved. That's a re that's a really good squad. Damian Pierce, especially Charbonnet. If Charbonnet steps up, boom. If Pierce steps up, boom. If Dylan steps up, Boom, and I, I, I don't say that if Swift steps up, boom. I don't say that because you need all those things to happen, but you have a nice combination that digs A.J. Brown, Burrow, and and those combos, and Kincaid, and Flowers. Like You just need one or two of those to pop, and you have a very nice grip of ones that can. So nice job, bro. That's a really good team. I appreciate your super chat as well. You guys, you know, I, I, I seriously, let me, let me, I know we I said I wouldn't talk about this anymore, but I truly believe that this show, and I think we do have to go in, an, in a, a general sports direction with another channel on top of this channel. This channel won't change, but the fantasy football show puts us in a box, which I know you all love. That's why you're here. The, the Dynasty channel, the fantasy football show main channel, this one right here, and the general sports talk channel, the Smitty Report, which... Uh, let me drop the link so you guys can subscribe to it, just so we can build it up before we end up getting, you know, going on it. But those, those, uh, those three avenues, maybe a, a fourth channel, we'll have to see. Those avenues are are going to take this show, I this brand, I believe, into a place where we we are looking back, and we're. I, I truly believe in my heart of hearts, man. That we're going to look back and say, wow, I never thought it would get to this level. That's my goal. Um, please subscribe to the Smitty Report right there. Um, right now, I don't think there's that many. I, I haven't really spread it around much. But the Smitty Report, I should put it on my channel list um, on the YouTube channel so you guys can follow it. I just haven't done anything too much with it yet. But that, that, let me see. Is that, oh, that didn't even put the right link. Hold on. Let me, let me put this, that, that's the wrong link. Smitty report. Okay, here here's the link. So like th this, I haven't even done anything with this yet. It's got forty three subscribers. It's, it's not even 
not even launched at all. But you know, it, having more people on it would probably make me do stuff with it. So here, here's the link right here. Sorry, that's the link right there. Subscribe to the Smitty Report. That'll be the general sports channel. But I, I'm excited about what's to come for this brand. And you see things like this Pat McAfee thing un, unveil, and you see the negative reaction. It's a stark reminder of what is important to you, you know, and not wanting to ever stray from that path. The goal is never to. The goal, I, I can't say that I would never accept a $60 million offer, but I can tell you that of the offers that are most likely to fall at my doorstep, I don't think there's anybody that can pry me away from being independent and doing what I do and, and talking with you guys. Like if, if somebody offered me a massive amount of money to be unhappy at work, that money can't buy happiness. And if this channel is as big as it's climbing to be, the brand is as big as it's climbing to be, not, money's not going to, at some point, money's not going to matter because I'll have, I, I, I'm, 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 I wouldn't say I'm simple. You know, look at, look at, look what we're trying to, look at the studio. You know, it costs a little bit of money to do this stuff, but like, I'm, I'm simple enough to where, what I what I think this is going to be within two, three years, n nothing's going to be able to really pry me away. I'm just going to have too much fun doing it. So, Plus, I, I love working for myself. But I appreciate all you. You guys help keep the lights on, all these super chats. Um, the fact that, that you guys dropped uh, a combination of 110 or something like that YouTube exclusive memberships. You guys are all supporting building this. I appreciate all of you. I appreciate all of you. JP, appreciate you dropping that super chat. Uh, this channel will go to the moon, to Mars, already past the moon. Thank you, appreciate you, JP. Um, let me get final thoughts here, Oscar. Final thoughts. Oh, and then we'll go to George. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry about that. I was on mute. Um, yeah, one last question. What are your thoughts on Darnell Mooney for this year, or I guess in Dynasty in general? Uh, Darnell Mooney, I like him. I, I I I like him, but he's a what's the best comp for him? Better than like a Rondell Moore, obviously, but is he any better than a Tyler Boyd? Not not maybe a little bit better than like a Tyler Boyd. He he's look he he was exciting when he wasn't the only guy. And I think that now that DJ Moore's there, maybe you know, maybe Mooney can get back to like a nine hundred thousand yard season, six touchdowns, five touchdowns. Could be a good flex play. I don't think I start him as a wide receiver three, but is he a guy that I'm feeling comfortable with, especially if I've if I'm playing best ball and I've got fields and I toss him on my roster, that's not bad. So it kind of depends. But definitely feel like he's got a nice little uh Nice little like wide receiver five value. Let's call it five six. Potential for wide receiver four. You know, I like him. Would you take him over? Would you take him over Sutton or Peoples Jones? <sighs> Probably. Probably. I like I like uh, Chicago enough. Uh, Sutton maybe you take Sutton over him in hopes that he does something, but I don't know. I'm I'm not real excited about Sutton right now. Alrighty, appreciate you, yeah, Thank hey, you very much. Yeah, pre hey, appreciate you, man. George from the Bay, uh, I'm going to have to make it quick for you, but go ahead. You got the floor. Thank you, Ron. Appreciate the super chat. 
Yeah, no worries. Um, I just wanted to see what your thoughts were about. Uh, I mean, I know everyone thinks the Bucks are going to suck because of Baker, but um, I kind of think they might be a sneaky offense. I know that Evans is kind of up there in age, but uh, they got this guy, Trey Palmer, who's like a slot receiver, and he he was at LSU for most of his career and then went to Nebraska the last year. I think he's a sneaky wide receiver, like four or five maybe. What do you think of him? Uh, I like I like him. Um, not, not, not sure what to make of him yet, but I do like him. He's definitely good in like the final rounds of a best ball draft, but do I take Tank Dell over him? Yeah. Do I take Hyatt over him? Sure. uh, Josh Downs. Absolutely. Take all those guys over him, but he's someone to look at. He kind of feels like in the same vein as, a um, Charlie Jones. Um, the guy Scott Hansen talked about in Cincinnati, like interesting, player that maybe situations that maybe the C's get parted for him and he gets in there. Um, Wilson for the Cardinals, like not, not, not an easy player to predict how, you know, his path into the lineup, but there's a lot of talent there. I'd probably draft Wilson over him. Arizona's got a nice little rookie receiver. Uh, Paul Wolfer dropping a 10 YouTube exclusive membership. George from the Bay. You just got one, pal. You just got one. Yeah, right on. Wolf, I appreciate you. This is the most YouTube uh, YouTube um, exclusive memberships we've ever had on a show before. Oh, yeah, man. That's because, you know, you make good content, man. Everyone that watches your stuff, they love and appreciate you, man. Yeah, thanks, George. Uh, George, anything else before we, we jump? No, that's it. I kind of wanted to see what you thought about Tampa. I know, I know a lot of people are down on them, but, I mean, they... I don't know. I still like Evans, and I still like... Uh, Godwin. Some some person said on Twitter that they they thought Godwin might get traded eventually, maybe at the, uh, the trade deadline. But I don't know. Yeah, may, maybe we'll have to see. I don't think he. I don't think he will. But we'll have to play. A, we'll have to look at look at that. And you know, we we've heard things like um, Adams could get traded because he's unhappy, but that's not going to happen for a while. I, I think mid season yeah. some things like that could happen for sure. Yeah, all the right. whole Raiders thing is a whole dumpster fire. I'm staying away from all the Raider players. Yeah, me too. All right, thank you, George. Right, Appreciate you. you. Later. All right, Ron, hang tight real quickly. Um, George, appreciate you. Smitty, with the schedule coming out as fantasy players, should we look at player schedules, pal? More on QBs, right? Thank you so much. Yeah, I'll have a strength of schedule coming out very, very soon, Terry. And it's going to be a little different than the average uh, one that you see out there. I'm in a non-PPR league and drafting at the turn. Would you take Jefferson and Chase in your first two picks instead of a tier two running backs at the beginning? Um, I'm in a non-PPR league and drafting at the turn. I imagine... Okay, I see what you're saying. Non-PPR league in drafting at the turn. Would you take Jefferson and Chase with your first two picks instead of tier two running backs? You're talking about when you got the one or two pick in a non-PPR. Would I take Jefferson or Chase? I still like Chase a lot at the one, even in a non-PPR, but I'd probably go Bijan of his dynasty. And, you know, C- CMC or Bijan at one overall in a redraft. A lot of people are going to think I'm crazy for even considering Bijan at the one or two pick in a redraft, but... 
I just think he's going to have that kind of season that is going to be worth it at the end of the year. But I probably will go Jamar Chase, I suppose, in this situation, even in a non-PPR. I think he's going to score 15, 14, 16 touchdowns. I think he's going to have that big of a season. Um, he's going to be healthy. They've been working on the offensive line. I, I, I love it, bro. Wolfer, appreciate you. Appreciate you. But you're not crazy going CMC. Now, at the turn picks of, I don't, I don't know if you're talking about 12 or 13 or 24, 25. I don't know if that's what you mean. But if you go RB at the top, you're probably going to see pretty good wide receivers sitting there at 24, 25 in a non-PPR because people are going to scoop up running backs. And you don't want to get left without a running back. However, my whole approach of Swift and Kamara and Charbonnet and grabbing you know, three of those guys, they might get taken a little higher in a non-PPR, but you could still grab all those guys. And maybe there's something to drafting against traffic in a non-PPR, taking Jamar Chase, getting Alave to fall to the bottom of round two. Um, Alave falling to the bottom of round two would be pretty sweet. If you could get Alave, maybe Garrett Wilson falls. I doubt it, but maybe he does because this is a non-PPR. Maybe you grab two guys like that with Jamar Chase, go wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, if you could start three wide receivers in a non-PPR and you get Kamara, Swift, Charbonnet combinations, Pacheco, Swift, Charbonnet, Pacheco, Kamara, Charbonnet, like getting a combination of those three kind of guys would be pretty awesome, you know, with in conjunction with those wide receivers. So don't just think because it's non-PPR, you can't still draft against traffic. You certainly can. Um, thank you, Paul, for gifting those memberships, my guy. You are the man. Russian collusion says, Smitty. Uh, you are very high on Alave, and so am I, but I never hear you talk about Carr. I think Carr, Carr made Adams a 1,300-plus, 100-catch, 14-touchdown wide receiver, but he still wasn't a top-10 quarterback to start, really. So just because Carr is going to do really, really well doesn't necessarily mean he's fantasy football starter material because the quarterback pool is so deep. Um, doesn't mean he won't be. I, I still think there's hope for him to be a lot better than he was in, in a Raider uniform because the Raiders have one of the worst defenses in football. And now he's going to a pretty decent defense. He's got an amazing weapon weaponry. It's, it's, it's going to be a good year for Carr. Uh, I don't talk about him a lot, but I do think that he is a borderline top 12 guy. So if you went Carr in love, if you went Anthony Richardson rookie with Carr, if you went some kind of like cheap quarterback route, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I don't think Carr is a bad starter if you're in that situation. So uh, thank you, George, from the Bay. Uh, appreciate you calling in. Vampy, appreciate you. Having your own channel is great for the breaking news stuff for sure. Thank you, Vampy. Appreciate you. Um, I think I've got all the Super Chats. Isaac says it's a tw uh, 1.12 and 2.1 pick. Everyone drafts running backs. Okay, I thought maybe that's what you're trying to say, but then I thought to myself, there's no way Jamar Chase and JJ are both falling to the 12, 13 picks. But if you're saying everybody goes RB, I can't, bro, I'd almost be willing to bet you don't get both those guys at 12 and 13. That's crazy if it goes 11 straight RBs. If it does, I 100,000% draft against traffic. Because you know what's going to happen at 13 or at 14? After you take Jamar Chase and JJ at 12 and 13, if your league is so dumb to do that, you know what's going to happen? Wide receiver run. You're going to see two RBs go. No, you're going to see two or three RBs per round go in the next two or three rounds, maybe. Maybe four. You know, maybe like eight total go between your, your, your 13 overall pick and your pick way at the bottom. 
of that you know two rounds later you'll you'll see so many rbs just sitting there because people are scared and picking up wide receivers take chase and jj and draft against traffic that would be the easiest call in the world but i highly doubt both of them fall isaac you have to keep us updated if that ends up happening that would be absolutely crazy terry roberts uh appreciate your super chat i think i'm caught up on the supers ron navy final thoughts Nope, I think I've said enough for the night. Don't uh, you? Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe. All right, Ron. Appreciate you. All right. Talk later, to everybody pal. later. Bye, Smith. Appreciate you. Yep, appreciate you. All right, uh, I'm out of here. Appreciate every single one of you that's in here. And uh, again, I'm you know, grateful. I'm grateful to have this platform. I'm grateful for all of you. I'm grateful we can get on here and talk sports. We can get on here and talk football. Um, can't thank enough pal Derby dropping the 50 YouTube exclusive members. Can't thank enough Paul Wolf for dropping the YouTube uh, exclusive members. Um, gifted. Let's see here. Derby gifted 50. Um, Terry Roberts gifted five. Wolfer gifted 10. And if I missed anybody, I'm sorry. Matt gifted 20. Those guys are monsters. All you super chatters are monsters. Thank you all. I'll see you. Uh, probably not going live tonight unless there's breaking news. I might go live on the Dynasty channel very, very late tonight. I'm not sure. But it'll definitely be t- tomorrow will be, you know, breaking news, a live stream, probably some sort of premiere, something during the day, and then the live show, and then the live drafting on Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. That link is in the description of the video in every uh, disc- every video that I do. Here's the link, or here's the... Uh, um, the link to underdog fantasy promo code Smitty, but make sure you click that now and sign up because you won't get in if you're doing it at the time of drafting. If you're new to underdog, they'll match up to $100 on your first deposit. So get in there. I'm going to pin the link right now in the live chat, get in there now, sign up, get ready minimum $10. They'll double whatever you, you throw down up to $100. If you're new to underdog. So if you drop 100, they'll give you hundred, but we'll be doing live drafts, uh, tomorrow night, Friday night and Saturday night. So jump in. Thank you for, thank you all my super chatters. I'll see you later. Ron Navy, super chat. Thank you. Travis Rowe, Ron Navy, Jake, appreciate your super chat. Silver, appreciate you being here. Ron Navy, Ron Navy, Matthew Boyd, appreciate you. Terry Roberts, Russian collusion, vampy, vampy, appreciate your super chats. Terry, appreciate your super chat. Russian collusion, Terry, Kevin S, appreciate your super chat. Pal Derby, appreciate all you did. Isaac, Isaac, Gravy, Gravy says, uh, Gravy said Pat, Pal Derby over Pat McAfee, appreciate you. Virtues, Kevin S again, uh, this is one for the Babe Ruth, appreciate that, Kevin. Uh, Freddie, Pal Derby again, Tristan. Russian Collusion, JP with the 20. Isaac, Paul Wolfer, appreciate you. All you did. Ron Navy again. Terry Roberts again. Isaac again. Appreciate you all. Paul Wolfer says, I don't know if my super chat went through. Uh, it did right here. P- oh, sorry. PMS sold out. Pat McAfee sh- sold out. Already makes $30 million a year from FanDuel. Paul is not happy. And I don't blame him. I don't blame anybody. I don't blame anybody for any stance they have on this topic because there's top there's there's definitely a stance all around. Gibbs formula, yeah, Gibbs's formula, but the continuum of the gigawatt component structure of Jameer Gibbs's workload divide has a megawatt offload that if you compartmentalize the component conjunction timekeeper, 
and you flux capacitor out the continuum component megabolt, things just end up happening. And that's why Jameer Gibbs is a top 5 to 10 running back instead of top 6 to 10. I will see you all later. Appreciate every single one of you. Gibbs to the moon. Silver to the moon. Easton, appreciate you. Marty. Jaime. D-Town. Isaac. Two card. Stark in the building. James Stark in the building. Jeremy W., appreciate you. Very blessed indeed. Appreciate you. See you all on the Dynasty channel maybe later tonight, but definitely see you all tomorrow multiple times, multiple multiple live streams. Appreciate you, George, from the Bay. Travis, later. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed.